I hope you have all your trick-or-treating done, because now it's time for the Banana Lasers Halloween Special. <laughs> Lock your doors, bolt your windows, and turn off the lights. A man who police believe to be deceased serial killer Michael Myers hostage now identified as Laurie Strode. Miss Strode allegedly shot and killed in 19, believed to represent the 19-year cycle of the moon. It weighs more than five tons, making its disappearance a mystery. Hale has just made the grisly discovery of three bodies in the upstairs bedrooms of this house. It appears that the murders took place sometime early this evening. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Welcome, Laser Nation, to the Banana Laser Horror Podcast, the podcast that has to be peeled to be believed exclusively at horophilia.com with your trio of sexy hosts, Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole. Woo! Dave Z. Hey, yo. I'm a pretty simple guy. And Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. The potassium starts now. Now. Stop, look, listen, it's Banana Laser. What's up, Banana Brains? It's Banana Laser. My name is Matt. Wazell, if you're nasty, happy Halloween. But I'm not alone. With me is the guy who's always been my big John, always been the big John to my little John, Dave Z. What the fuck is up, Dave Z? Evil does not die tonight, motherfuckers. Definitely does not die tonight. No. Gets a shit beat out of him, I think, but... <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. You can you could beat the shit out of me and I'll still be happy. How's that? Okay. We'll probably beat something later. But we're not alone. We got one more person here with us, and he is my number one main babysitter. It's Alex Edwards. <laughs> wow, you quote that kid for me, man? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I know how much you loved him. Oh, yeah, I love him. He's so witty. <laughs> I, I just like in this movie that the, the nurse guy is like, oh, that's that little asshole kid from down the street. <laughs> See? Yeah, asshole. See? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys, so we're here. We're back. Uh, Halloween's always been a banana laser tradition, and this year uh, we're back again. Uh, we've already reviewed Halloween... 2018 and now we're back with halloween kills from 2021 uh came out a year ago it's kind of hard to believe it's already been a full year and we're anticipating the seeing the new film in theaters to end this trilogy quadrilogy whatever it is who knows the requilogy i don't know but i wanted to kind of uh get your guys's opinion uh or at least like put us back in the frame of mind of a year ago when I watched the sat down and watched the like opening weekend you know I was enjoying the movie enough it was pretty good but I gotta tell you by the end of that first watch I was like this movie sucked so much ass I fucking walked out of the theater like they fucking blew it did you guys have any kind of knee-jerk reactions like that when the first time you saw it well i my tradition for these movies is 
like for this year, for example, we have 11 tickets we bought and we're all in a big row. So I kind of do this as like a party thing to me. So in that moment, I had a great time. I feel like I, I just pretty much enjoyed it in that first sitting in the theater and every, everybody pretty much had mostly positive things to say. And I think that the weird thing about this movie that is like no other on earth until I guess now it's going to be normal, but that you can now come home and watch it again. Mm-hmm. So, so then I came home and we immediately put it back on. So that's, that's already a good sign. That means we liked it, you know, and my wife uh, was obsessed with this movie. She saw this. This is not a joke. Like four or five times in, in like 10 days. Holy shit. Wow. Really? It's like fucking Star ever... Wars for her. Right? <laughs> Has she God. ever done that for any other movie? No, she was just very in sync with this. She just really enjoyed something about it. I don't know what it was, but she really liked it. And what happened to me was watching it over and over, um, the things that I might not have realized I didn't like in theater, they started to grate on me, having to like sit through it like um, pretty frequently that week. And then, you know, oh, we're going to do this again. And, oh, God, this part again. You know, so I think that kind of tainted how I felt about this movie in general. And I think I, I turned my brain on too much um, to watch something like this. Like, <clears throat> this is definitely a turn the brain off and stop critiquing and just take in the experience type, type of movie. If you watch it that way, it is really different. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely different. Yeah, I, I watched it again a few days after my initial watch, and I had time to let it settle what style of movie it was, because it's very much the middle piece of this trilogy. In, in the movie theater, that pissed me off, because once it got like an hour in, and I realized, oh, this is not going to like resolve in any kind of meaningful way for me, you know, and... Um, and I got to thinking about it. I was like, well, let me take in all the good stuff that I like about it. And then I enjoyed it so much better. There's still things that we'll discuss that I don't really care for. But, um, yeah, it was just... I never had such like a knee-jerk reaction to um, something I was anticipating so much, uh, considering how much I liked the, the first one. But also, this movie is unique because, yeah, this movie is strange because... I mean, as far as like trilogies go being planned out and things like that, like all in one go or maybe just one movie and then two movies added on, slasher movies don't do that. I mean, can you guys think of a slasher trilogy, quote unquote, that was kind of mapped out? Because this movie is very much like the, the center piece, you know, it's. The Empire Strikes Back, if, if nothing else. But that kind of thing, to me, works more in fantasy and and stuff like that, you know. The, the, this is not Lord of the Rings or whatever, so it's it's it was a very unique thing to do. I mean, so... I agree. There's a couple things. I agree with that. I don't think it's ever been done. There have been slasher trilogies, but I don't think they were planned out from the start the way this was. So, although now, with the X and the Pearl and the Maxine... That's something that's going on, but it's being laid out a different way, which I think is, is really brilliant. But I wanted to, I'm going to answer the initial question about my, my first uh, experience, but Alex, I, I have to ask you a question based on your experience, okay? Was there a time 
when all this was going on with your wife in the first week, were you like a little nervous that maybe you married Michael J? <laughs> <laughs> and this was just going to not stop, and she was just going to keep doing it. So and then just... I, you know, I watched it again, and then I just watched it again. Boom, 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 You had to be a little nervous, right, just because of you yeah. know, your experience with with Michael J and you know what, what he did with Halloween Six. Right. Uh, I was taken back. Like, well, I was like, uh, I actually found it cute. And it, to me, it was like, um, it was cute to see her get so into something yeah. of mine. Now, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Listen, she loves horror and Halloween, but she's 10 years younger than me. And she grew up in the Scream era. Like, she's like Dan with Scream. Like, that's everything, right? And everything else is an afterthought or whatever. So um, the other reason this came, um, it, it joined our two worlds, is because that girl who plays Lindsay is like a, oh, a yeah, housewife yeah. Right. now. And I remember Matt mentioned that in the Halloween 1 show, and uh, that was big news when he said it. It was like, wow, really? And then now it's like everyone knows that. And it when uh, she was tapped to do this, it was like, oh, wow, the, that housewife, is she really going to do it? So that, believe it or not, meant a lot to her. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, she cared about that and That's and she cool. was really thrilled. Yeah. So, I was more than anything I was happy to see her be so into it, honestly. That makes sense cuz it's something yeah. that you're into and she's really and now if it would have been something like, you know, The Princess Diaries 3 came out or something, <laughs> that that probably would have sucked. <laughs> oh, you're watching that again. Great. All right. That would Great. be awful. So at least it's wrist. something <laughs> that you're into. So back to the opening night and my first experience. First of all, I boycotted the theater for this movie. I was angry. I don't want to I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was I was really disappointed because it was in the I thought it would have been such a great thing for them to do during COVID where they could have just like said, okay, this movie isn't going to come to the theater this year, but guess what? On Friday the 30th of October, we're going to freaking release Halloween Kills and, and with no, you know, with they don't have to spend money that much for advertising. It, it would have been a legendary thing for them to do and just send it home for everybody to, even for a $20 rental, who cares, but say, hey, you're down, you can't go to the theaters. Rather than wait a year, we're going to make everybody's Halloween and say, hey, you know what? We're going to give everybody a nice gift. The second movie in this trilogy right now. Surprise, motherfuckers. But they didn't happen. I was disappointed. I didn't want to wait for the theater. I'm like, come on. It's going in that direction anyway. Why not? And then then they come around to my line of thinking, and they end up doing it anyway. And I was like, son of a bitch. So I said, I'm never going to pay for this movie. And I still haven't. <laughs> and um, so I watched it at home. I watched it at home. And I got to tell you, two things happened. First of all, I had a full, I was really into the open and everything else, and I had a full freaking fanboy heart on when they went back to Halloween 1978. When they did those flashback oh. scenes, mm-hmm. I felt, I, I can't even tell you, I was so excited. I, I thought it was done perfectly, the look of it, the feel. I was like, wow, I love this. And then it kept getting gorier, and, and, and he was killing and doing stuff, and I was really having fun with just about every aspect of the movie. And then at the end of the movie, I remember sending a text to freaking to group 
to group text with Alex and, and Jamie and Jason and saying, man, I loved that movie, but that was one of the worst fucking endings. I, I was so mm-hmm. mad at the ass-kicking scene and how he got up, and then I was really <laughs> mad at the very thing with him coming to the window where um where the girl was. And I was like, how is any of this possible? I go, they, they, they dropped the ball so badly. But then I watched it a few days later a second time, and I pushed that aside. So let's just take it in. You were really excited. Let's just watch it now. And I've actually, I can reason all that stuff at the end. So it's okay. So I, I've come up. But the first time, it was such a weird feel because I was so, so happy and so excited. I was just really enjoying it all the way through. And then the end, I was like, what a downer. But it, it, it corrected itself for me. My, my experience was pretty much similar, Dave. It's like that last 20 minutes just really just kind of killed the entire thing for me and other things throughout the film too um so i guess there's a longer cut of this movie do you guys have you guys seen both i really don't know the difference i'm assuming the longer cut is just gorier it adds scenes and that's why oh. i was excited about the it may be gorier i i can't even tell you maybe alice could tell you if it was gorier but it did something that i was really happy that it did because it added to the the um the lani um uh, Elam scene in the beginning because I always hated that part I was like why is Michael all of a sudden there on the sidewalk walking towards him and now he's gone well now they've added to it where he sees him before there and something else happens oh. and I, I can reason to it where okay that's just his imagination now that's why he's really there and then gone so why did you take that out because that, otherwise that scene's stupid and then they added something different at the end where it basically ends almost like an Empire Strikes Back. Well, maybe not Empire Strikes Back, but it ends up with like, okay, Lori's walking away, and okay, motherfucker, Michael, it's time, and she's heading out of the hospital and oh. marching to her freaking, to the final that, battle, which is great, that, I think. That's, really? I, I still hate that. I can't stand it. <laughs> you hate the fact that, well, listen, though, she got so angry because she's like, I'm coming happened. for you. And then she's walking towards the camera and I'm like, uh, am I supposed to pump my fist at this? Cause I, I don't know. It, it just seemed dull to me. Oh, wait a minute. Is that the regular version? That's what I, I thought. No, you're right. That's extended. Cause oh. I just watched it. Yeah. It's extended. Okay. I thought so. <clears throat> huh. What What's weird about it. It's very Hollywood and not realistic at all because Think about what just happened here. She's calling her daughter, and the phone was picked up by Michael, and you hear the breathing just like she did after he strangled um, totally. Right. Mm-hmm. That's telling her that your daughter is dead, and instead of breaking down and collapsing to the floor, she has a fist pump moment mm-hmm. yeah. where she says you know like that's just strange to me good, see good I, I guess i don't remember how the original ends because i guess i watched the extended one and i love the fact that she called her and he's just there breathing um but then immediately when she starts walking out with a bloody knife i'm like what the fuck like <laughs> it should have i would have preferred it if it's gonna end with like no resolution preferred it to end kind of uh how the first Halloween originally ended with him just missing and then you hear have like voiceover of his breathing and seeing the locations and stuff like that. I feel like that would have been more successful to me. 
Um, but yeah, charging the camera, it was like, is this a fucking Marvel movie? What are we doing here? <laughs> How did Michael know to slide his thumb to answer the phone, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, shouldn't he have been fumbling with it till she had a call, like, three times? And why well, would he answer the fucking phone? <laughs> dude, he does weird stuff in this movie. He's playing records for the dead John guys, and, you know, he's... He does. He's he, he puts the the people in masks and put puts them on the turnstile in the park. He's still doing this weird kind of stuff. So, well, he's yeah, done but that. You can't argue that. Yeah, you can't argue it. He did it in part one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, hey Frank. Yeah. There's a dead dog in here. What? Nothing. And he's eating right. dogs. He's eating dogs. As we get <laughs> yeah. in 78, we get a whole fucking... We get okay. to see the buffet right there, you know? Yeah, so let's talk about this beginning. Uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I think it's m- maybe the best part of the movie because the style of it, they, the way they recreate it, it elaborates on the you know, the ending of the first movie. The first time I watched this, I, I honestly forgot that Halloween 2 doesn't exist anymore and i was confused as hell (laughs) when they were in the myers house and they're like oh there's a there's a dead dog in here you know he's like what (laughs) nothing you know i'm like uh wait didn't wasn't loomis already here and i fucking got so turned around um i know we're like horror nerds and we're doing a podcast but isn't this confusing for other people too like do people understand this shit like norm normos, you know, like Alex <laughs> or Dave, if your wives didn't have you to tell you what the hell is going on, do normal people know this shit? I have no idea. I think it's known knowledge that it's that, that well, all three of these are. I mean, I think that was like because like when you go see the original Halloween 2018, it's all about how that is a direct sequel. So obviously, this is the continuation of the same story, right? Yeah, but if you're not, if you're a casual viewer, I don't know. It's probably no big deal. I don't really give a fuck about the casual horror fans, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but I hear it. I never thought about that. Do you, yeah. This would have been something that we sh- we should have discussed for 2018. Like, when people went to see this, did they just think it was another? Well, they had to know it's Jamie Lee Curtis and it's Halloween. It, they're synonymous with one another. They know who Michael Myers is at this point, even normies. So, I mean, so be it. But it's like... I think when they went to the movies, they just probably thought it was another Halloween, and maybe they thought that she was in all of them. Who knows? And they just didn't think much past it. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, don't. I wish we could have interviewed somebody that night. That just like right, going yeah. in and just just to know their thoughts. That would we dropped hey, the ball. You look normal, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> just like walk up to one and say, "Hey, could you tell me about your personal history with the Halloween franchise?" And if they said, "Well, I know, you know, Michael's in it, and Jamie Lee Curtis is like, okay, you're the person, you're just the one I want. Let me ask you a question." <laughs> yeah, were you confused? Do you think Michael's head should be cut off still, and do you think Jamie should be dead <laughs> right. still? And also, put that can of mace down because I'm friendly. I swear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Normo. Yeah. I used to know the guy, Michael. We were kids. Yeah, like one of those weirdo freaks used to pluck the wings off butterflies when he was a kid. Not that I ever saw. He was just... Just killed his sister when he was six years old? Yeah. My mom used to make me go over to his house to play. She felt bad. But he would just spend the whole time staring out of his sister's bedroom window. I always remember thinking, what the hell was he looking at up there? 
looking at Haddonfield. Simple town where nothing exciting ever happens. Yeah. And one day, he just snapped. I kind of, uh, you know, it, it kind of more opens up this this Hawkins character. You know, obviously he's the guy kind of that you follow in this this opening part, and he ends up killing his, you know, co-worker by accident because uh, he's so nervous or whatever. And it's all very exciting. And then um, uh, it kind of made me think that the rest of the movie would focus more on him uh, or at least like his guilt about everything. And uh, uh, But it kind of doesn't. I guess maybe they're saving that shit for part three, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, but Maybe not. Maybe they'll just say, fuck it. It was because he was... Because here's the thing, when that happened, that ultimately led to the other regret about not killing Michael, right? Because he could have killed him. Oh, right, or, yeah. They, right? They go back to it later, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think, yeah what does he regret more? Right, I know, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think that was the reason for that. That was the actual storyline. That, that was the more important aspect, I believe, mm-hmm. that they were going to go for that because Loomis was about to kill him. And then he pushed him away and said no. And they they had that discussion at the end with Laurie and him, and he's like, you know, if we only knew then what we know now, or or what they say. Which, damn it, I thought that scene, I defended it because I thought it would be brilliant. I thought at the end of Halloween Kills, and they could still do it because what you see when you watch it at home with the extended cut doesn't really matter when you go see you know the theatrical. So, but my take on that was. I think it would have been really cool if that would have been something that happened the next day after she, after they both found out about the mob trying to kill him and him still getting up and walking away and then killing her daughter. And then her saying, you know, if we only knew then what we know now and maybe we'll get him next year. Or, and that whole speech that she gives, to me, I thought that was like one of those scenes like, you know how at the, at the end of Kill Bill, they have that one scene where... um. Bud's talking, and he's like, that woman deserves her revenge. And he talks a little bit about it, but it's actually a scene that you see in Kill Bill Volume 2. And then it's it's kind of taken out of context here. I thought it was going to be something like that, where it was gonna they were going to play it again in the next movie, in Halloween Ends, at a different time after Laurie got the information. Mm. And I guess mm-hmm. they still could if they go yeah. theatrical, but... Because otherwise, it's, it's, it's a little cheesy, and they could fix it. See, Halloween Kills, in my opinion, did fix some of the problems I had with the first one. So I'm hoping that, and it kind of sucks that we have to keep fixing problems, but it, it is what it is. So I'm hoping it happens with, with uh, ends again. I don't know. All right. Well, I think the highlight of the uh, the flashback is after he shoots this guy, he goes, Hawkins, you're a horrible shot. <laughs> 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 I just love how he the shoots. <laughs> he shoots him, and then he misses the next three shots. Like this fucking guy go to target practice or whatever the cops have to do every month. Right. Like, holy shit! I, I, I realize he's nervous, and there's a killer standing in front of him. But he's just strangling his partner or whoever with a rope. You know, he could just walk up point blank and fucking shoot right. him in the arm or something. Like, come on! Why did Michael let him live? Yeah, I guess because he had a gun, you know, he wasn't, I mean, he had already been shot six times at this point, you know. So. Yeah, that night, right? Yeah, so I don't know. He hightailed um, it out. He was hurt. Yeah, he did. He booked it out of that room, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He just walks right out the front door, and all the cops are there. So speaking to that, the you know they continue the flashback later, and you know we got the the Loomis, and we can talk about how that's portrayed here in a second. But I want to bring up Loomis. He's they got him on the ground, face down, surrounded by police. And his therapist is just going to shoot him in the back of the head. <laughs> and no cop stops him except for Hawkins. Every other cop's like, yeah, go ahead. You're, you're his doctor. You have, you got a doctor's note. <laughs> he killed three people, so let's shoot him in the back yeah, of the let's head. Let's shoot him. Mass murderer. Like, what the fuck? Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else stopped. It wasn't your in your original retro, Matt. Your big question is Loomis an actually good doctor? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're answering I think this. Proves questions. it, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> you know why they did that? Think about it. this. Goes in line with the rest of the franchise. How he was in one and two. He he runs the show. He's a fucking pimp. They all listen to him. He's like, go on, move. Every, every, he, he he bosses cops wrong. Hurry, go over there. Everyone listens to Loomis. I think once I think he gets vindicated because. He's all gloom and doom. This is all going to happen. Then they see that he's right. And I think at that moment, they're like, well, all right. <laughs> I guess we're going to give him. <laughs> the old man is right. Yeah. yeah. He gets the keys to the city now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Even the sheriff in this movie has no, no control over <laughs> fucking anything. But by the time that other inmate dies, you see him sitting on the stairs and he's just beat down like, I have no fucking control here. Oh, with the cowboy hat? Yeah, he's a total, yeah, he's a turd. He yeah. should go back to Texarkana when he was in fucking that other movie, you know? Go back to Crystal Lake. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But isn't he, doesn't he look just like that dude? The the, the cop in freaking, um, what do you call it, our, our favorite movie of that year? The Yeah, the Sundown. The, the, Tom the Dreaded Sundown. He's he's the, the guy, the, the cop in Texarkana. Oh. I think it's him. Yeah, you're right. He dresses oh. the same, he looks the same. Yeah. I think it's him. Hmm. I don't know. Michael, stay where you are. You got it, right? We tell me we got it. We got it. Sorry. Yeah, so what'd you guys think of this this Loomis adaptation? I mean, it's definitely impressive. Uh, I I thought it was awesome how they recreated it. You know, you hear his voice yelling from downstairs, and it's like, okay, we're just going to get a voice. That's cool. And then you see this guy looks almost identical to him, and it blew me the fuck away. I thought it was amazing. I agree. 
I thought it was CG. <clears throat> At first, me too. At first, because he did look a little blurry, actually. It's weird. But you you hear the voice, and it's like, that was a little unnatural and stuff. Like, the the things he said, like, did Michael kill again? Yeah, like, I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah I didn't like that. But but um, the look of him, that was great. Um, he, he looked good. I was glad. And again, me and Dave are for about 10 years we've been pretty big advocates on not watching trailers on things that we actually care about and are guaranteed to see and just like um mary and and the gun not working this i had no idea loomis was in this movie so for me that was Mm -hmm. a bigger treat oh he was in Mm -hmm. the trailer they gave that away yeah oh Uh, i would have been pissed what i don't recall that at all yeah i remember um i remember looking at after and being like wow i never I can't believe they let people know that. Yeah, that must have been a late trailer because it was a surprise to me. I think I saw it opening night, and I watch trailers still. Oh, so. it's a late trailer? Okay. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. I hope so. Shit. Yeah, because that's a pretty big reveal, especially how well done uh, they did it. Yeah, I guess it's just some guy who looks almost identical to him, and they put put him in makeup. Mm-hmm. They said they were worried that when they after they put the makeup on, he would look less like Loomis than he did before the makeup. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not his voice, if anybody doesn't know that. So um, it, it might have been the same guy on the tape from 2018. Mm. But um, when they show when they show the raw footage of them taping him, he has a regular voice. And then um, I guess somebody stepped in for that. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. At least well, it wasn't the voice yeah. from the H2O tapes. Remember that one in the opening of H2O? <laughs> <laughs> that fake Loomis? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I love this whole opening. I uh, thought it was, you know, I kind of thought they might do something like this, and that always makes me nervous. Uh, but I feel like they succeeded pretty well. I mean, ultimately, doesn't do too much except for the Hawkins character, I guess, as far as story goes. It's more of a like, you know, hey, you know, you you remember Halloween from '78? Here it is. You know, here's more of it. I guess. Um, but that's still cool. But I just wish we got even more. <clears throat> like, if you took out some of the slower parts uh, in the rest of the film and maybe did like 20 more minutes of, you know, still Halloween 78 and kind of did it like half <laughs> Matt and just half. wants Halloween 1 again. Oh, He's like, man. you know, fuck this movie. Well, you could just add add on to it, you know, did, like flesh great. out yeah. more of these cops and stuff. Yeah. And you can do more chasing and stuff like that and kind of pepper it through and tell like two stories at once maybe. Right. Yeah, I don't know. How, um, how was that moment, though, when they first set eyes on the house? Were you not like, what are they doing? Like, popping old footage into here? Like, Oh, right, yeah. Was that not, like, a, a, a surreal moment for fans like us? Like, to see that house? And, and, it, and it had, like, the same camera, the film, the film quality, and it had, like, the same exact lighting as Halloween 1 when they pulled up to the house, uh... Loomis and Brackett, and yeah. they saw the dog and everything. It looked so weird. It almost looked fake, but that was legit. It was that they just filmed it fresh, new. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, if if nothing else in this movie, they they won with this definitely. Yeah, and uh, I guess we got this other added bit that comes back later at the end with uh, the the other cop um who talks about how he used to his parents used to make him hang out with michael when he was younger and he talks about all he did was stare out his sister's window or something like that um i don't know is i mean there's 
I guess every movie tries to like give some kind of thing for mm-hmm. Michael, whether it's you know he has a fucking a thorn tattoo on or, or some kind of motivation or something. But I don't know. It's just a thing to make him crazy, I guess. Yeah. And at the end, he just wanted to go back there and stand there. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe they played that card a little too strong. But if it would just would have been mm-hmm. left as simply, you know, I used to go to the house and he would stare out the window. That that just that makes sense for someone like Michael. But but to keep yeah. going to that window, remember the the woman looks at it, the guy's at it, little John's there or Big John, whichever one. And then what's her name looks at it from the street and sees little Michael in it. And then at the end, she's in it. How many fucking times are we going to see this window? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Enough. They, they play that hand way too fucking Hey, strong. guys, did you get it yet? Did you get it? <laughs> He's staring out the window. Did you get it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> yeah, and then they try to be all deep about it, and they're like, He's not looking out. Maybe he's looking at himself. And it's like, yeah, that's what mirrors are for, not windows. You don't look at yourself in a window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And also, they uh, they up the uh, I get uh, before we get off this this flashback, they up the amount of cops that are in town chasing after him. <laughs> and <laughs> the whole time rewatching it this time, I'm like, how the fuck is he getting away? There's no way Haddonfield is like this big. You know, they barely have a hospital, and <laughs> and also, I mean, we've all worn like masks for Halloween and shit. This is the first time I've ever thought how difficult it is to get around while wearing a mask with just <laughs> eye holes and seeing your like your peripheral vision. I'm like, Michael is a fucking hide and seek genius, apparently. That's what I was thinking. There's so many fucking cops. Don't be in a rush to stick it up your crack. Banana laser will be right back. From the creators of the Fleshlight comes a new product just in time for Halloween. No more masturbating without holiday flair because Jack Off Lantern is here. Just because you're alone doesn't mean that you can't celebrate Halloween. Put on a scary porn parody, dim the lights, and fire up the Jack-Off Lantern. Our scientists have made tremendous leaps in Jack-Off technology, with three distinct and unique holes for your penis, each with their own feel and moisture levels. Also, the sperm reservoir can hold up to one quart of fluid, which will limit disposal to twice a week maximum. And the best part is, when you aren't using Jack-Off Lantern, it makes the perfect decorative piece for your window or front porch, complete with a battery operator a candle to illuminate the spooky fuckholes. No one will be aware as they admire this jizz-filled jack-off lantern. Listen to this loser, uh, uh, user testimony. Halloween now lasts all year in my mom's basement thanks to jack-off lantern. There you have it, jack-off lantern. Your Halloween just got sexier. Now available at Spanky's Halloween Spirit at Walmart. I think we kind of always talk about the, uh, the opening credits. Uh, what did you guys think of this one with the uh, the flaming pumpkins coming at you? I loved it, man. With the music yeah. and the flaming. Anytime there's a pumpkin at all in the opening of a Halloween movie. Well, okay, not at all. I mean, they just cut up that one in, in part five. <laughs> so, okay, but a real... Yeah. <laughs> and I said this before. The one and two have the best intros, and the rest of them, nah. And now... The ghost of Michael Myers, it came in, and I said that, that was one of the big things I said about Alex's movie. I said, man, at least he went back to the old school and put a freaking pumpkin there. It better, it's better than all the other intros. You have this power. 
of this pumpkin and this fucking iconic music. You use it. You don't freaking abandon it for fucking eerie fall scenes. I'm sorry. You just don't. Ooh, I know. Wow, most people Ooh, praise Halloween for I know, it, but, yeah. but listen, for what that is, fine. But you, you, honestly, you would rather see that, that landscape than the fucking Halloween music and something done with pumpkins. I mean, I, I love what they did in, in 78. Pardon me. I love what they did in 2018, and I loved what they did here. And they just upped it a little bit with the flaming pumpkins and the fucking the orchestral stuff, oh, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I felt fucking. I, I know. I I just fanboyed out to it. So I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, do you dig it? The newest one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of a loser. I I don't. I didn't focus on that enough. Sorry. Well, when you went to see it at the theater the first time, and that was the opener, you had to have thought something. Um, I, I recall caring about the opener of 2018 because I saw the guy in the back with a bicycle pump blowing up that pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but like that con- that was obviously that stuck out to me. This one, um, I and I do I do remember sitting down two three days ago and watching this, and I do remember staring at this, um. I don't know. I think my mind was on something else at the moment. I I didn't take it in for uh for a proper evaluation on this show. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was just it was okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Did you think yeah, it's I awesome, just, man? Yeah, or no? I just kind of liked it. You know, I didn't uh uh I mean, yeah, I was still riding the high from that opener, you know, and so I kind of wasn't really focused on it. I do like it, but yeah, I mean, I think 2018 is more unique, um, but it's still pretty good, and it's definitely up there as far as the openers go. So, what are they going to um, do? Let's predict. What are they going to do for oh, Halloween okay. ends for the opener? We've seen an inflated. Mm. We've seen them <laughs> flying around, flaming. What else can oh. you do with a pumpkin to make it okay. really cool? So, so we got air, okay, and then we got <laughs> fire. So, Ooh. obviously, H two O. H two O. Clearly, it's going to be thrown into a pool or something. Yeah, they're going to be swimming. It's going to be raining. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Something with water. Wow. Maybe like a tornado with fucking, you know. A, oh, instead of Sharknado, it would be fucking Pumpkin Nado. <laughs> Mike Nado. <laughs> Mike Nado. <laughs> Oh my god! That tornado's filled with Michael Myers. Wow. Um, yeah, interesting. I don't know. <clears throat> I guess. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, since you mentioned the music, uh, uh, I thought the score for this one was even. I love the score, the new score, um, especially closer to the end, um, and I think it even improved upon the 2018 one. Are you guys? How do you guys feel about the score? Are you just indifferent, or you just rather have the old music? Or, well, I'm I'm big on 2018. Yeah. So this <laughs> is a step down, but I still think it's really good. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm similar. I I think I like I think I like 2018 a tad bit more, but I think they're both great. So mm-hmm. this one to me just felt like a little more edgy, you know, which I guess fits with like the brutality. Oh, yeah. It goes on this movie, so maybe that's why I was digging it more. Either way, it's still really good. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm just happy that he's there doing it. Honestly, oh man, that is cool. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, hopefully he lives 
uh, <laughs> another 90 years or whatever and keeps at least doing doing this kind of stuff and telling people to fuck off during interviews and shit like that. <laughs> He's great. Uh, it's like, hey, uh, Mr. Carpenter, so Escape from New York was awesome. And so what happened to Escape from L.A.? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. John hey. Carpenter, the legend. Yes. This film's a man of my assholes. We gotta make another skit for this. Right? <laughs> well, it just so happens I got ten pages right here. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so then, yeah, after the credits, then uh, we're still not introduced, reintroduced back to Lori and her family. We go to the, uh, the open mic night, I guess, at this local bar where we're, I guess, reintroduced mostly. Yeah, pretty much every character we're introduced here we at least saw in a previous film or whatever you got tommy doyle the hot chick whatever her name is uh lindsey a lindsey yeah lonnie and then nurse ratchet what's her name (laughs) nurse chambers (laughs) chambers yeah so i mean this is kind of a i don't know in the theater i was like i was kind of hit or miss on it you know when he gets up there and tells like the ghost story of of him of mm-hmm. michael uh but i really like it now you know um and i'll i'll i think my hottest take even is i like uh anthony michael hall as tommy doyle i think what i i try to stay away from a lot of people's opinions about this movie but i feel like and maybe you guys can back this up that most people don't like him in this role yeah, um, I think they don't like him, and 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 I do like him. You know what I think it is? Okay, good. I think that people don't like the whole evil dice tonight thing, and the evil dice tonight is most closely associated <laughs> mm-hmm. with him. With him, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's being he's being unnecessarily dumped on by by proxy, you know, by association, mm-hmm. I should say. And it's I don't know. I don't think it's fair, but I think he's good. Yeah. Right. Like, I just made a new meme of, of him saying evil dies tonight, and it's Gary from Weird Science. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, I guess I did the, I'm just as guilty. But um, I, I actually, I do like him. Um, mm. I think he's really into it. He's passionate. He um, he brought what was necessary to the role, and there's that nostalgia, because Weird Science is one of my favorite movies ever. So mm-hmm. um, I, I keep when I look at him, he doesn't really make me think of Gary. He's just so much older now. But <laughs> I try to think of of Gary and stuff like that, and I think of who he is. I try to keep tapping into that. But I'm yeah, I'm I'm cool with him. I I, I think he's better than the other guy. Uh, what was his name? Rudd. Part six. Yeah, Rudd. I think he oh, played him well. like a fucking weirdo. Yeah, like, he was I, just a kook. Yeah. Right. I this is better to me. Yeah, I wish uh, after his ghost story, instead of saying, this is for you, Lori, he would have said, give me the keys, Lisa! (laughs) (laughs) Give me the keys! Man, what you talking about? Telephone, man! (laughs) God damn, that was a telephone! (laughs) Everybody? Uh, Lonnie, put me up to this shit. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to whistle for you. I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> Any of you know the story of the Haddonfield Boogeyman? Too young to give a shit, too drunk to remember? Forty years ago, a madman escaped from a mental hospital 
It was the night before Halloween, and three teenage girls were walking home from Haddonfield High. They had sightings of a, a ghost-like figure creeping right through our town. A man in a white mask. Or was it more than a man? He was watching them. Before the night was over, three people would be murdered. And in the house next door, there was a babysitter and a young boy and a young girl. And they were brutally attacked by this stalker who had a power beyond any mortal man. My name is Tommy Doyle. And I was that young boy. So please, join me in commemorating the victims and the survivors of Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, jumping, uh, <laughs> jumping to the uh, to the like the mob whole mob storyline. That was probably the most grating thing the first time I watched it. Uh, a lot of because of the evil dies tonight slogan, but I think I've really come around on that whole uh, scene and how it slowly builds from the bar to just driving around to the playground to then to the hospital where it culminates. And I think it actually works pretty well now. Uh, but the first time I fucking, I couldn't stand it. Um, and even the evil dies tonight. I did not understand that they, they did kind of set it up. It took me like three viewings before I noticed that little like donation thing for the kids that say love lives today. Right. And, the first person to say evil dies tonight, I think, is that nurse. Mm -hmm. And she's only saying it because that's what Loomis called him all the time was pure evil and shit like that. Right? That's got to be why she said it first. Yeah. yeah her brain works <clears throat> fast, dude. Like, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> like, that was amazing. Uh, <laughs> they, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, there's two things that I think is strange about him on stage. Like, one of them, he's like, Lori, wherever you are, this, this is for you. And when he says that, it kind of makes you think, does he not know she still lives in Haddonfield? Like, yeah, it, everybody seems to be so in on But again, oh, that's weird, too. He's like, so you guys remember the boogeyman too old to remember, too young to remember, too drunk to care. They all seem to care an awful lot, like 20 mm -hmm. minutes from now. So it, it's weird that those two things were said, like those two lines were chosen, wondering if anyone cares and then the next thing we have is a, a whole town is a mob willing to kill a man. And then him saying, Lori, wherever you are. And then when he meets Lori later on, it doesn't tell us if they've been talking this whole time, if they haven't seen each other in 40 years. Like, we don't... I, it seems like they know each other, so why did he say wherever you are? Like, it's yeah. there's some kind of weird... There are weird writing choices, I feel. Hmm. And and Lonnie is is friends with the guy who married her daughter, so right? Aren't they still friends? <laughs> right. Well, no, well, no, no. They're not still friends. They both said the same thing. No, they used to be friends, and they because here's oh. what they said in in part one in 2018, I should say. He says, "Yeah, he sold me peyote, right?" And then in this one, he says the same thing about him. He goes, "Yeah, your old man used to sell me peyote oh, yeah. when we tripped in this." So it's like. They acknowledge each other that they used to be buddies. Because remember, one did pick on the other. 
So childhood, mm-hmm. maybe they buddied around in their right. teen years a little bit, whatever. But I don't think they're buddy buddies. But as far as the other stuff that Alex brought up, here's, here's two things I'll say. Number one, Lori was a recluse. I don't think anybody saw her. I think that's the way she wanted it. That's mm-hmm. the way she was portrayed in 2018, at least. So I think it's okay that, you know, he wouldn't know or, or that they wouldn't have any communication. That I don't know. To me, that's okay, just just because of that. And, oh, there was something else you said that you said was um, odd. When he said, are you too young to remember, too drunk to care? Oh, okay, I know what it is. The people got riled up because they saw people murdered. They, the, the, the news flash came on, and they said, okay, two two people escaped, and now there's fucking dead bodies again in, in this area. So that's why they mm. got all riled up. And as far as the mob's concerned, I love it for two reasons. Number one, when I heard there was a mob and I saw the description of it, I thought, oh, my God, Halloween 4. I don't want to see a mob chase me. Fuck this, please. And it wasn't like that until the end, but it made sense. I was fine with it. So, But the best part about the whole mob thing is that because everybody else, everybody else was distracted with getting this mob together and doing everything else and having all these uh, MacGuffins and everything, Michael was allowed to roam free and fucking kill all that time. That's why I'm glad they mm. exist. Because you couldn't create a quiet... Haddonfield Halloween night anymore because shit had already gone down. So a story has to break. So from a storytelling standpoint, the people have to know about it. So when the public knows about it, it's not going to be, he's not going to be able to go around and kill people, you know, out of, like he did in part one because no one knows he exists. Now they know he exists, but instead of knowing where he is, they think they know where he is. They're trying to find him and everything else. But in the meantime, the scent gets thrown off and he's allowed to, to, to do other shit. So I think it benefits the actual movie. But I don't know. That's me. Hmm. You dumb son of a bitch. You shot Ted Hollister. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there was a mob in Halloween too and they were throwing the rocks at the window of the house and stuff. Oh yeah, they killed one of their oh, own. Yeah. yeah, what did he say? That's right, yeah. <laughs> this is a lynching or whatever the hell he said. This yeah, they, a... yeah, yeah. Something about killing one of their own or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it makes sense. Yeah, it's just a for yeah, it all gets yeah, like you said, it all gets boiled down to this evil dies tonight catchphrase. Uh that is just and it, even if you love this movie, you gotta admit it's like a little <laughs> bit much, you know. Um yeah. But people like stupid shit that way in real life. People love oh, dumb yeah, chains. It makes sense. Yeah, people yeah. get riled up, yeah, and yeah, just look at, you know, any political person. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> Nurse Chambers, well, I doubt she's still a nurse, but Miss <laughs> Chambers, uh, you know, they're in like this little survivor clique or whatever, and it's Halloween. Not how did they? How did she meet these people? Was there like some trauma <laughs> therapy session? They're like, hey, we should fucking fucking get loaded every fucking Halloween and just <laughs> thank God we're still alive or something like that. I don't know, dude. It's I, funny. I'm glad she's here, but yeah, I said that too. <laughs> That's what I said when we talked about it on Exploding Heads, when we talked about the movie. I said, mm-hmm. people were saying, how did they meet? I go, well, does, don't you think this day and age, it's fucking, it's totally plausible that they have a survivor group for people like that shit that deal with different trauma and this and that, and that's just how they met. And then, I don't know. So you said it like mm-hmm. jokingly, but that's legit like what I, the best thing I could come up with. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Every Halloween, they probably get together like, hey, Mary, tell us a story about how you were in the passenger seat of the car when... <laughs> Loomis pulled up. 
oh yeah yeah so we jumped on the hood wow really yeah yeah and then he smashed his hand on the window and i i just kind of no, crawled it, out and he had he a wrench a wrench on the window yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he had a rubber thing in his hand it was weird i don't know why he dropped the wrench when he came at me but but he did he only used it to break the window you thought he'd try to beat my brains in but he didn't he just wanted the car <laughs> took my favorite pack of matches that son of a bitch <laughs> yeah rabbit in red <laughs> <laughs> Still kicking to this day, good old rabbit and red man. Wow. Oh, so, yeah. so what? Uh, what door did you get out of again? Oh, the, the driver's side. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Great story. <laughs> so, anyways, he killed my babysitter, but <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I was eight years old. So what the fuck? I ran down to the Mackenzie's house. And this old man came walking at me, yelling, and I, I just ignored him and kept running to the Mackenzie's because that's what she said to do. Wow. So you saw Loomis? Yeah, I think that was him. Yeah. I didn't know who it was. Just some crazy man with a gun and a trench coat. I didn't know. I, just, I, just, I was told to give this doctor a ride. I don't fucking know what the fuck I'm doing here. Um, oh, yeah, duh. Um, what am I talking about? Mar- Marion was driving Loomis, right? Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I talking about? Don't yeah. you think we can refer to him or it as him? You know, that's <laughs> If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, since we're uh, talking about Nurse Ratchet, is she so... <laughs> Ratchet. I mean, again, I like that she's in this movie. I think it's cool to have her here. Um, uh, she gets killed later, but I'm, I'm, I really did not like when she tried to shoot Michael. And said, this is for Dr. Loomis? Like, <laughs> that's, I don't know. I just didn't get that at all. What? Uh, I, you don't that, get that it. That was a big... I, what don't you get about yeah, it? Yeah, why? Why would she say that? Yeah, he didn't kill Loomis. Because Loomis was her, her protege. She was Loomis's protege, so to speak. And she, you know... Do we know that? Well, all we know is she was driving him to the place. <laughs> true, but she worked for the same hospital and... I guess you know, yeah. and see, and she, and he was the one that declared him evil on two legs and everything else, mm-hmm. and nobody listened, and nobody. Oh. He, he wanted to kill him all these times, and he couldn't. Yes. So now she's like, "Okay, motherfucker, now you're finally gonna die. This is for Loomis. Fuck you. Boom." Now, now that I think about it, Loomis was gonna shoot him point blank in the back of the head, <laughs> and he missed his opportunity. So she's like. You know, he told me about that night. Now I'm going to shoot you. So it makes more sense. <laughs> and he shot him six times. You know, yeah. I, think, I think all a lot of this only makes sense if you've seen all these movies, honestly. Right. It helps. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It just made my eyes roll the first time. Dude, a lot of people don't like it, Matt. You're not, you're not alone in oh, that. Oh, really? Oh, okay. yeah. I've heard people complain about it. Me? I happen to have loved it. I love. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just that much of a fucking fanboy for Halloween '78 that it just blinds me to, to that point where anything like that, I just I appreciate it maybe too much. I don't know. But it worked on dumb old me. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, since we're talking about groaners, or at least you know what I felt like was a groaner, <laughs> can we talk about bracket at the end saying? Ugh. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. Now, come on. Nobody liked that, right? No. That was fucking terrible. I liked it. <laughs> Are you serious? I know. I sound like fucking Michael J. But God. this is the truth, though. Look at it this way. A real human being, okay? Like, Would not say that. Well, hold on now. How do you know? How do you know that? that think about this from, from not a movie perspective. He said it 40 years ago. 
How do you know that every fucking Halloween he doesn't say that to somebody? That's just his gimmick. And he said it that day, and he just keeps on saying it. He likes it. It's his thing. So no way. he still says it to this he day. He randomly bumped into Laurie Strode and said some random thing about Halloween. Yeah, that's not a phrase or anything. It's not anything but the movie. Yeah, but think about it this way. Maybe every year he was really into Halloween. He would scare his wife or something or his kids, and they're like, Dad, you asshole. And I'm like, hey, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. You know what I mean? I, I hope that's what he's doing because otherwise he is sitting there going, you know, back when this all happened, I bumped into Lori and I said something that was really fucking weird. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to drop this shit when I see this guy face to face and see uh, how that goes. And meanwhile, it was like a deadpan silent crowd. Like no one, there was no music cue after he said that. Nothing. He just said, hmm. everyone's out of the one good scare and like. There's no reaction. Everybody just, like, stands there. Yeah, but nobody cares that, that fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger says fucking I'll be back in fucking four movies. They People love that. But this guy's an asshole? It, it's horrible when they keep doing it in Terminator. It's not horrible when it happened once in Commando, once in Total Recall, once in Predator. But it's the same That's... thing. You're calling back to, to a famous line that he once said, and he keeps saying But at least it, it makes sense when he says I'll be back. Like, for him to say this now makes no sense. Yeah, I get what but. you're saying, but I, I have found a way for me to make it plausible. <laughs> like in this world, he, that's just like a phrase that he just likes to say. So that's how I've made it plausible. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting a script right now for a fan film, <laughs> Sheriff Brackett and his everyday Halloween adventures. <laughs> and every day bumps, he, he does a new prank. And this is going to be great. I'm thinking maybe 20, 30 minute short film. It's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> you know what it is, Matt? A lot of this writing that nobody likes in this movie is all this like ceremonious, like <clears throat> callback, homage, fan service stuff. Like if you think mm-hmm. about it, all of it's very eye rolly here. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> all of it. Like even we, some stuff we already talked about. Um, uh, oh, yeah. This is for Dr. Loomis. It's like, oh, God. And mm-hmm. it's like. All that stuff. He killed my daughter 40 years ago. It's like, uh... You don't right? like that? What the fuck? I like that. Yeah. Well, didn't he say it twice, though, in the theatrical version, maybe? And I thought that was weird. I just watched it again. He didn't say it twice back to back, but I do recall him saying almost the same sentence two times. What the fuck? Oh, maybe hmm. he said it to somebody else in a conversation, and later on he yelled it to the, to the, to the mob. <laughs> I think it did happen. I think you're right. But speaking of bracket... I think he's the only person in the world who is heavier at the age of 80 than he was at 40. <laughs> yeah, don't you get all gaunt and skinny at yeah. that point? Oh, you don't Christ. see fat 80-year-olds, do you? It, it's not something no. you normally see. <laughs> yeah, it just struck me as odd that he gained all that weight and he's like 80. And he, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you know, that, that hospital's got like a big donut bar every day, maybe. I don't know. God. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Fan service, me personally, I have a hard stance on. I happen to love it because it's for us. The normies you talked about, the normos, whatever, they're not going to know fucking one damn thing of that. Maybe our wives or something because they, they've seen it and they can appreciate it. But that stuff is derived and, and, and made for us, not for every asshole walking yeah. the street. That's why I appreciate it. I know a lot of people hate on it. It doesn't make sense to me to hate it. I think it's like, okay, I think you can overplay the card. I'm not going to say you can't, but 
I but I, I I always appreciate it because that's that's nods and winks for us the fucking the Halloween horror fans the horror junkies you know so I I, I hear you I celebrate and it a lot of people do I love not. I love fan service but sometimes it's just like uh you know like it it just didn't make sense to me for him to say it at all so it that's takes fair. me out of it <laughs> okay yeah that's all yeah okay well uh yeah back to the swing of things so then we're finally get caught up with i guess the main characters of uh the strode family or whatever they were finally leaving our house and uh and michael and the fire fighters show up and we see michael uh escape you know and this scene was pretty much spoiled in the in the first trailer but how fucking exciting is the scene cuz he he's what 70 something 75 <laughs> and i mean aren't firemen supposed to be like healthy ain't nothing strong he fucking <laughs> tears through them like fucking a uh, wet tissue paper like they're nothing that first guy, I don't know, he like pickaxes face. I'm like, this stuff is mwah, chef's kiss. But how cool was that camera view? Oh, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. The POV of the thing going in his face because he has the whole oh, hat on or whatever God. that is. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Perfect. stuff is... Uh, if there's another thing to celebrate in this movie, it's the kills and the gore are definitely leveled up from the last film. Mm-hmm. Hey. And just a higher body count in general. We wanted it. It's called Halloween Kills, and he kills, man. You Holy know. shit. I'm just now getting that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. so is is his name Halloween now? <laughs> it's, like, it's like Bart Simpson calling Bruce Willis Die Hard. That's the part where Die Hard jumps in the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the part where Halloween stabs that guy in the neck. <laughs> this is where Wall Street gets arrested. but hey it's a slasher you want good gory kills and you got them shit definitely delivered yeah Mm -hmm. um but yeah how old is my i mean i know we've talked about this but i always forget he's mid 70s right so he was six and 63 yes yeah so he's 21 and 78 this is still fucking 2018 mind you it's the next it's the next night it's the same night that too. Oh yeah. Right. So twenty one plus he four. So he's sixty one. Sixty one, sixty two. Yeah. Not so bad. No, not so bad. I could kill people, and, and I just turned fucking fifty. I could kill people in eleven years for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to take that out of context. <laughs> God, isolate that. <laughs> I could kill people in eleven years for sure. I could kill people in 11 years for sure. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I'm going to be capable is all I'm saying. I could, If I wanted to, I could walk around, you know, fuck people up with weapons and shit. It won't be that mm-hmm. hard. If I want, I'm not going to, but I hope not. But Hey, just, you never know, Dave. Yeah, at you that know. point, man, fuck it, right? Yeah, you might be, yeah. I'll walk around talk, talking like Loomis and shit, killing people. <laughs> Once your daughter moves out of the house, man, you start to get bored, you know, like looking for new things. Yeah, I'll be like Loomis or the fucking gravedigger. I'll be talking about him. I'll be walking around. <laughs> Whatever happened to Loomis and the gravedigger? That's what we should get in Halloween Ends. That's how Halloween Ends should end. We finally get fucking the story of uh, Russellville explained. Imagine that. That'd be the best callback Ooh. of all. Charlie Bones? I, d- I don't think they'll leave anything off the table. Because they <laughs> haven't so far. 
that little I mean, the story. Only character, the, the only character they haven't brought back is Ben Tramer, I think. Um, <laughs> or Dick Baxter. Who's Dick Baxter? That's the one that uh, she really liked, right, Alex? Right. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, mm-hmm. holy shit. How about this? How about Charlie Bowens is, is actually... What happened with him, he was fucking supernatural, and it got passed on to Michael, and it's going to connect in the end of it all. It's going to explain it all. How about that? Dude, you are Michael J. Hey, how wild is this? Michael is now almost the same age as Loomis in part one. Loomis was 59 oh. years old, and now Michael's 60. So he's going to be the Loomis to, to the, the teenage girl. She's going to become, they're going to, the way they dropped the ball with fucking Jamie Lloyd, and, and you know, from part four going to five, and instead of making her the killer, now they're going to take the granddaughter, and they're going to make her become the killer. And, and Loomis, <laughs> and Michael's going to become the Loomis. That'd be fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> in, instead of saying, Big John, Little John, they'd be like, Grand, Grandmother, Granddaughter? <laughs> Grandmother, granddaughter. I forget her name, so I called her granddaughter. What is her name? Granddaughter. I called her either Bonnie or Clyde in all my notes. I'm like, Bonnie and or Clyde. I don't give a fuck what your names are. You know, and that's another thing, too. We're continuing 2018, uh, where we primarily followed a lot of, you know, youths. Um, and, And in this movie, it's all about, you know, people our age, people 20 years older than us. It's... Almost has nothing to do with kids. I mean, there are some kids in it, but I thought that was an interesting thing because, again, like making a slasher trilogy, most slashers aren't about where the victims are adults, you know? So that's that's kind of unique. <laughs> well, Matt, just hearing your Halloween 2 retro, <clears throat> um, you were very adamant about how you were not thrilled that Lori was clipped at the wings and just hung out in a mm-hmm. hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the duration of that movie. So how do you feel that they took the same mm-hmm. exact route here and instead now those, like you said, middle-aged mm-hmm. dudes are your vehicle? Well, uh, I mean, plainly, I'll say the hospital stuff is the worst part of this movie. There's lots of interesting conversations and stuff between, I think, Lori and, and Hawkins about the nature of Michael and and things like that. But... If there's times when I want to fast forward through this film, it's pretty much anything in the hospital dealing with Laurie Strode. I just don't. Uh, she's almost a non-part of this movie, and uh, I kind of wish she was just like in a coma through the whole movie, and then woke up at the end. To be quite honest, um, I mean, I love, I love Jamie Lee Curtis, um, but if they're not gonna have her do anything. I I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. You can't not have her in this movie. Of course not. That would be much, much worse. But it is the most boring shit to me. How do you guys feel about it? I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I do like some of the stuff she talks about at the end about, you know, every time he kills, he gets more power. And at first I thought it was like, okay, you're talking supernatural bullshit now. But then she keeps explaining it. And it might be different in the, the two different cuts. I'm not for sure. And she keeps explaining it saying like, well, no, every time he kills, then fear uh, uh, within everyone else kind of grows. And that's what gives him power. You know, not unlike, I guess, Freddy. He's like Freddy. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I can't do it if they don't fear me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in, in a way, it's, 
you know, <laughs> if there's two people in front of you and one guy's killed one guy and one guy's killed 45, I'm going to be more afraid of the 45 guy, you know, that's killed, I guess, you know, so I was like, okay, that's an interesting, like, thought experiment without going too much into why he can get so brutalized and, and just get right back up, you know, at the end of the movie. It is supernatural. That's the only way you can explain it at this point. It has to be, but... Which, honestly, finally, someone just came out and fucking said it. No one's ever come out and said it about Jason or Michael, ever. They're just like, well, this and this and this, uh, whatever. Now it's zombie Jason, so anything goes. I guess they can say that because he came back from the dead, so anything goes. But it's like, people have questioned, how come these guys keep getting up? Now, like I said, at first I hated that scene. But in retrospect, now when I watch it... I blame the mob for coming at him one at a time. It's like it, it's cheesy, but they oh, yeah. but they do that shit in fucking kung fu movies too, and I don't like it there either. It's like, don't you guys realize that if fucking twenty jumped on one at the same time, you're probably gonna take him out. You can't just take a turn and say, okay, I'm gonna come at her now with a sword. I'm gonna come at her now with a bat. I'm gonna come at her now with an iron. It, no, fuck you. Everybody jump on and freaking. It's a gang. It's a mob. You're supposed to pound the shit out of them, but they don't. So the dumbass people freaking cause this and it's like you know i could almost excuse michael for getting up after after watching it a second time and a third and analyzing it blow by blow what's going on here it's like you know what they really didn't do a good enough job to fucking keep someone like that down so is it supernatural you could say that and it 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 passes the story off better it's like okay let's just come out and say it the guy fucking can't die if you cut his head off i hope he doesn't grow another one that's all you can say. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they just take an axe and start chopping his like knee in half and then his arm, his elbows in half and just make him like a, a torso at that point when he was laying on the ground? Like everyone just got kind of chill. Then by the time I guess Bracket was the first to die, right? Like he mm-hmm. walks behind him and he slashes him. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to freak you guys out, but I just realized something when I was looking up Loomis's age. We're recording on the day Loomis was born. October fifth. Huh. What? How, yeah. The character of Loomis or, or Donald Pleasance? Donald. Really? Oh no shit! Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> We've recorded on Donald's birthday and Donald's death day. Didn't we do that with Michael J? Wasn't that his death day? With Michael J. Oh yeah. right, the ghost no, that was February second. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. how about that? Who would have thought? Wow. wow, I can't believe you thought to wow. look it up just now too. Holy shit! Yeah. That's crazy. And we were going to record yesterday, so... <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> it's all for a reason. It's meant to be moment, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, since we're talking about that mob fight, uh, yeah, I mean, in the theater, I, I couldn't stand it. I hated it. Yeah, um, me too. You know, but I mean, watching it again, since it's like so stylized and slow-mo and kind of thing, you know, you're not really supposed to... I assume think about how he's getting up and killing everyone so easily, but I like the look of it. And there's, I think that's when Lori's doing her voiceover and stuff like that. Um, and the music is really good on that part. And you see some like good throat slashing and stuff. I kind of enjoy it now, but the first time it, it just angered me <clears throat> to no end. I like that. There's a guy like, shooting michael like five times and there's people standing behind michael <laughs> oh like, right yeah <laughs> you might want to say hey guys get out of the way for a second before i just start firing <laughs> off rounds uh so that was pretty funny and if if you really don't mind talking about this 
I'll just say, when Tommy comes by at the end, after seeing this guy fire rounds, people hit him with crowbars, this, that, the other thing, and Michael just gets up and starts destroying these people, he still approaches them with a bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, are you paying attention to any of this? <laughs> old old <laughs> right? Huckleberry, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good old Huckleberry. Like, yeah, I don't think that's the answer, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, well, have you- <laughs> too much emotion, man. You rip his mask off, look him in the eye. Swing on Huckleberry here. Say night, night. Night, night. You guys yeah. notice that uh, that woman with the iron? Yeah, it's <laughs> Have you green. Seen that? Yes, <laughs> she's gonna iron Michael's mask out or something. <laughs> I got you, baby. We're gonna straighten this right out. <laughs> but I could see somebody <laughs> doing that, like walking out to the house and grabbing oh, the course, first thing yeah. they see. Come here, everything's mm-hmm. a weapon. Boom, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know? Does anybody have an extension cord? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how about the hockey stick? That was a callback to fucking what do you call it? H two O. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's kind of cool. I think somebody got fucked up with an iron in Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. It could have been Freddy. I don't know. I thought somebody got pummeled with a with an iron. I don't know. Oh, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and that movie makes perfect sense. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, double back. So after the hospital stuff, we get um, uh, Michael's second wave of kills uh, with Laurie's neighbors. And this, uh, I, I like this scene. It's brutal as all get out. Uh, and I like these like weird actors that they got. It, uh, with this movie and the previous one, the I guess the director and casting director and, and whoever, I mean, he puts weird, unique, kind of interesting people in roles, even if they're just there to get killed. You know, they weren't like just totally plain or anything. Did you guys like these characters? Was the black lady the the one in the graveyard in 2018? What? What? Was that her? Really? Holy shit. Another callback? Oh my god. That'd I mean, be, if so, that's genius. I love cool. it. Remember she was like looking around like, what the hell? When these guys, when that guy was describing Judas' death when he was sitting at the tombstone? Huh. Damn. Dude. Oh, wow. That's wild, man. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was her. Well... I'll look it up while you're talking. That's great. Well, yeah. Uh, I thought she was kind of like a black Mrs. Elrod. That's what I liked about <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wasn't making a sandwich, though. She's flying a drone. Yeah. They're like the Elrods, those two, in a way. Just, mm-hmm. this, just this couple, and they're, they're just in their, their house by themselves doing their thing on Halloween night and mm-hmm. whatever, something like that. But, yeah, you know, it's almost, you know what they're doing, Matt? It's almost like they're doing, like... And this happens all the time with these two franchises, with Friday and, and Halloween. It seems like Friday is kind of known for its like quirky characters, these these random people that and, and things mm-hmm. happen to them. It seems like Halloween is you know taking a page from that book in, in this go around where they're having these these rando freaking quirky folks. So I dig yeah, it. Like that Friday is her. Five. Yeah. Oh no shit. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's her. Some bitch. They drop more f bombs than if they were in like Rob Zombie's movie. Like that <laughs> yeah. was weird. Like, like they're not wholesome at all. That was <laughs> no, and they they don't have they don't have kids or anything. You know, they're just some crazy couple living that you know out in the middle of nowhere or whatever, <laughs> having a good old time with a drone inside the house. Like what the right. fuck? <laughs> and that the husband, he's yeah, the husband, he's so funny when he sees Michael screams 
slams the door. It's like, there's a... Hey, oh, I forget what he says, but big-ass motherfucker and like a monster. Oh, there's mask a monster. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. Like, he had me cracking up. And their kills are, uh, again, phenomenal. So much blood. That <laughs> moment when he, he... After he stabs the husband and he pulls that fluorescent bulb down. Oh. Mm. Have, you, have you guys ever broken one of those in your hand? I thought the yeah. whole thing would shatter. No, they no. They stay in a piece like that. Yeah, they they snap in mm. half and they do all kinds of shit. I seen like oh, wrestlers no fucking get thrown them, throw them in backyard wrestling a lot. They do. Shit oh, like I that. guess yeah. yeah. Yeah, they bash them over people's heads and they somehow sometimes stay in half. Here's one thing though about the extended cut. I believe now I've only seen it once and it was for this for this show. But I believe that the husband's kill in that movie. In the extended cut is extended because I don't I don't recall it. Maybe it just blew me away more this time than other times. But he pulled him over there to the to this you know someplace and in right in front of his wife just kept stabbing him over and over again mm-hmm. like ten times. Did he do that in the theatrical? I don't remember. Yes. Oh, he did. Okay. I remember feeling uneasy about it. Like even you know of course I'm not sensitive to anything, but at the same time, it felt like a bit much to me. But I guess you got to think of, about it like, like it seemed over gratuitous. Just the same way I felt when I saw the nudity in the Friday Thirteenth remake, like that was like a little too much. Like it was almost, I don't know. But I felt the same way watching both things. I guess what's happening is Michael is seeing which knife stabs through him the best <laughs> or something, and then mm-hmm. he went and took that one. But that didn't make sense because the last one he just picked up and. And then use that. It maybe he just looked at them all and then put it through him if he didn't like it. Then he picked the next one. I don't know. <laughs> maybe well, he's just having fun. I guess I don't know. Yeah, he really didn't have a reason to go inside their house. I mean, I, I thought maybe he was trying to steal their car or something. But would it be even worse if he did know she was the gravekeeper? Like, why is he there at the same person who was the gravekeeper, caretaker, whatever you call it? Um, they just happen to live by. Laurie Strode, because at first they're talking about uh, her house is on fire and just casually talking oh. about it. <laughs> so it was a total coincidence that the same person he bumped into at a cemetery is the house he walks into the later on that night? Mm-hmm. Well, it just adds to the, the small, sleepy town of Haddonfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the simple town where nothing ever happens. Right. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> but the sound design when that thing goes into her fucking throat dude that you know the glass breaking and shit it's like that's when i pump my fist i'm fucking chuckling laughing my ass off in the theater that's some that's some awesome shit yeah and then yeah him trying out the knives or whatever maybe that's why he went into the house he's like he's like fuck all the firemen's like (laughs) oh yeah giant tools i need a knife i'm a knife guy it's true yeah wow Mm -hmm. didn't he do that in halloween in in the other one too but when he went into that first house didn't he go there and grab a knife Mm -hmm. in 2018 when he went on that rampage yeah so it's it's just smart he just well you know why again it's a callback if you think about it that's exactly what he did in 1978 went into the fuck granted it was his own house but still walked into his house pulled open a freaking drawer and grabbed the knife went up and killed so he goes into a house and he grabs a knife he did it to miss elrod Right. Same, yeah, same with 1981. That's true. Halloween too. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, that's why four, five, and six are shit because he doesn't do things in them like that. <laughs> they 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 abandon right. 
that stuff. And now they do it here, and people are going to say, oh, well, it's too much fan service. But in this case, this is more subtle. This is the, the best type yeah. of fan service. We can pick up yeah. on it by talking about it, you know? Yeah, so then uh, I think it's around this time we're introduced to the n- new tenants of Myers House, uh, Big John and, and Little John. These guys, and we got that song I was singing at the beginning, uh, which I love and is now on all of my Halloween playlists. Oh, it's great. Um, one guy's making charcuterie and the other guy's fucking getting stoned and listening to records. These are the guys I want to fucking hang out with. Right. Like, I love these actors. I love their part in this movie. Uh, they really livened it up for me. I'm glad they have, I mean, not like a big part, but they got like kind of an important part as being the people that live there. Um, I really don't know the reception on if people like these guys or not, since, I mean, they are homosexual and stuff and people are weird about that. But what do you guys think about them? I like them. They're fun. They are mm-hmm. fun. You know, it's weird. I thought they were setting up for a party at first because when you see the guy downstairs getting the food ready, it looks like he's getting food ready for like a party. To me, it does. It looks no. Like... See, it's just for them. That's why I love this. <laughs> That's cool. They're yeah, they're going to get high. They're going to get yeah. high on Halloween night and fucking pig out on that and candy. Yeah, I mean. Hell yeah. That is sweet. <laughs> But yeah, they're fun. I mean, I think they say Big John, Little John a little too much, but I guess that's kind of the humor. Like, if you live with a guy, if if if, if you're if you were called Little John, okay, and and your boyfriend was called Big John, when you're walking around your house, would you always say Big and Little, or wouldn't you just say John? Because you're not calling yourself out loud. So I thought that yeah. it was a little. I think they said it a few too many times. Aside from that, no. I mean, to me, they're a welcome thing, and I think that the public. For the most part, I think that they they kind of dig them. They kind of think that they're a little bit of comic relief and not overdone. Of course, there's a small percentage of the people that are like, oh, wow, they have to freaking have two gay guys in it. It's got to be woke. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's the other side that's saying, wow, these are my favorite characters because they're gay. They're, yeah, you know? <laughs> I love them. They're great. Those are the guys I want to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think calling each other Big John Little John is like calling your grandma grandmother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody would ever do it. <laughs> yeah, I I like them and I always like their segment. Um you know what I love about it the um the way that house makes me feel, like oh, the yeah. colors, like like the mm-hmm. walls are totally green or they're totally something else. Like the house has such a interesting look to it that has a lot of thought put into it and it's very cozy looking. And um, <clears throat> the way they're dressed and the music and <clears throat> just everything. 
the way they act. I love I love how they portray gay people actually. They don't do what people see as annoying like the where it's always got to be in your face kind of thing. Like these right. are I actually do know a few gay people and this is more how they act. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love I love Little John. Like you guys know who he is, right? From like what was it? SNL or Mad TV, he plays that little kid. Oh. You know the high oh. voice. I don't know. Oh, the taller guy. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, He's like, oh, 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 oh. like yeah, I, I forgot it. I kind of remember that. Mm. Yeah, look him up. Look up his name and then type in SNL, and you'll know exactly who this guy is. He's hilarious. Yeah. Imagine if somebody told John Carpenter in 1978 when he filmed Halloween or 77, whenever it was filmed, and he's at the Myers house, say, hey, John, i got to tell you something. 42 years from now, this house is going to be in another movie. It's going to be called The Myers House, and two gay guys are going to be living in it. What do you think he would have thought? <laughs> you know? Fuck off. <laughs> He's like, is there a check in it for me? Yeah. Otherwise, fuck off. Right, that's all he cares about. And you're going to do the score for it. Oh, okay, all right, all right, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, this is a lot of success, and uh, I don't care who fucking lives in it. Just give me some money, right? <laughs> I would love to know exactly what John gets paid to do these scores. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and he's like a, a producer, so, yeah, so he probably gets some change for that as well. Yeah, at least half a million, you would imagine. Yeah, probably. Well, he gets paid um, every time, you know, because it's based on characters created by, isn't that always in mm-hmm. the fucking John Carpenter and Deborah Hill? Isn't it always in has, the... has to be. Right? Yeah. Even yeah. in the zombie ones, right? No, isn't no, I think you sell your rights. That's the end of it. No, I don't think, I don't think he does. Are you serious? Yeah, then he's... Because he was going to make Halloween... <clears throat> four i believe and then he something went wrong yeah it's this book um you can watch tons of videos people read this book taking shape taking shape yeah yeah i've heard about this and there's like there's you could see all these inside stories about everything about all and and now people are just like releasing videos about everything they read basically and um so you could like take in that whole book just by watching like six videos, like where people did it about <laughs> each movie or whatever. So I believe that John and and uh, what's the other chick's name, um, Deborah, they they just wanted nothing to do with it after so much battle that they just sold the rights to Mustafa or whatever. And I I <laughs> think once you do that, I don't I don't know if you do keep getting paid. I'm not sure though, but. Yeah, but then hmm. don't they always put again? I'd have to. You'd think seeing all these movies all these years, we would be able to say without a shadow of a doubt that it says based on characters created by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. I know for a fact in this one I've seen them. That that I can say. As far as like four, five, and six, and H two O and everything, I wonder. I'm curious. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. Well, let's give him a call. I mean, we got him on the phone once. <laughs> well, right? let's put it this way: he <laughs> he signed a picture and uh, took a picture with me. I'm not sure he's getting paid. Like, would he really be at a convention signing an autograph for forty bucks if he was making money every time one of these things were playing? Like, hmm. he'd be on an island yeah. somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and then, uh, yeah, back to the Johns and those. You know, they inter- they interact with those annoying kids, and uh, I kind of like this because. You know, the kids steal their candy or whatever, but then they, you know, they threaten them both. Uh, or the, both of the Johns threaten the kids with the Myers story, and they kind of play off each other. I really like that because I want to be that kind of guy who <laughs> is able to intimidate young kids like that. Uh, I don't think I am yet, but hopefully I can get there one day. 
It's a goal I have, I think. <laughs> Man, I want to fuck that kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> he wants to be that guy who does what with the kids? <laughs> I like the one in the skull mask. Oh, wow, you could skull fuck him. Absolutely, <laughs> baby. Fuck. Twice at once. Mm. <laughs> fuck God oh, damn. Awesome, man. Jack off lantern. The other one could be Jack off lantern. Jack the pumpkin. <laughs> and wasn't the the third kid uh, Aisha or something from Cobra Kai? Was what? that her? Oh, was it name? really? No. She looked like her, didn't she? <laughs> she looked kind of small and young, though. No, isn't Aisha older? Yeah, but this that was filmed like years ago, right? What the hell? Man, I don't know. You're coming hmm. up with all kinds of crazy things. Wow, I wonder. <laughs> I'd be shocked. Yeah, because this, this movie was... Didn't they delay this movie for a year yeah. because of COVID? Yeah. Aisha. Sorry. Remember that <laughs> oh, song? Wow. At the playground, you know? Yes! Um, <laughs> awesome. So speaking of playground, uh, our next big scene is uh, they're starting to get the mob together and like... Uh, the doctor and the nurse team up with, I think, Lonnie and Nurse Ratchet and and the, and the hot chick, the housewife chick. And uh, uh, I, I forget how they get there. Oh, they're trying to tell the same kids they're at the playground to fucking take off or beat it or whatever or something like that. But this is a pretty good fun scene because it shows the ineptitude of... Just everyone. Uh, the the one chick shoots herself in the face after Michael kicks the door at her. This is the most funniest fucking thing. It was great. Michael is so smart. He just like kicks the fucking door at her. Oh, amazing! Boom. Oh my god, that's a. I'm glad they saved that that one for the last one of that little bit there because it was fucking hilarious. And yeah. then. Then her husband gets stabbed in the eye. Just fucking brutal. It looks so good. So good. The effects yeah. in this movie are amazing. Yes. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, uh, Chambers gets her, her... I guess they gave her an empty gun. Is that what happened? <laughs> Someone didn't like her. <laughs> Fuck yeah. this bitch. No, no, no. She <laughs> shot when he was on the on the roof of the car, right? Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. There was only so many bullets, right? Okay. You know, kind of hazy on that part, but it was fun. It was fun. And then, uh, yeah, uh, grown-up Lindsay um, hits him with a sack of bricks and then kind of gets away. And I really like this part where she's, like, hiding from him because... Suspense. You don't... You Exactly, dude. You don't get any suspense in these newer movies at all, I don't think. Maybe a little bit in 2018, but this was like the only moment of suspense, and I was eating it up in the in the theater. I, I wish there was a lot more of this kind of thing, because if it's a true sequel, I mean, I know it's a modern movie, so movies are different in every decade, year to year, but... You know, the first movie is all about suspense, so can we have a little bit more? <clears throat> yeah, it's sad. It's sad that movies, I'm glad they did this because it is the suspenseful scene, but it's like, that's ultimately when you look at this movie, or both of them, like 2018 this and the next one that comes out and compare them to, and I hate to keep going back to 4, 5, and 6, but that's the perfect thing because that was a trilogy in its own, and you can't compare it to 1, 2, and 3. 3 came in and did its thing. So I think a 4, 5, and 6 is like this is like a different take on a different time period. And like, 
nowadays movies are the way they are, and it's unfortunate because they're just not. How can I explain it? Like in the eighties and in the nineties and stuff, there was there was fun to be had, and there was some cheesiness to be had, and stuff like that, and all of that has been replaced by other stuff in modern film. But the stuff that's replaced it isn't really that great. And it's like, you can critique it all you want, but it's like, that's the problem. It's a modern film. You can't make a movie from nowadays that looks like it should be in 78 or feels like it, or even 88. It just wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Do these movies work now? I don't know. I mean, I enjoy them, but a lot of people, you know, they talk shit about them. And that's just the sad state of, of modern movies. And it's it's hard mm-hmm. to explain. I was thinking about this today, just driving around about this, you know, about how movies are the way they are now. And it's like there's really nothing we can do about it. It just it is, you know. Well, it it mm-hmm. kind of makes me feel like something Dave Mustaine said one time, like in an interview. They they were asking him about um, something about a new album or whatever for Megadeth, and he said all the good guitar riffs are taken already. <laughs> he yeah. said, oh, no, they're gone. They're long gone. He goes, you know, we've been at this for freaking 40, 40, 45, whatever whatever band you want to start with, whether it be Black Sabbath, whatever. He goes, yeah, all the, all the good guitar riffs are, are taken. So it's, it's almost like you know that we're not going to get the good guitar riffs anymore. So it's like, so what, what do you do now? It's like, even in music, like how, what are you going to do with these drums and guitar and whatever that hasn't been done before? It's a new sensibility is what it is these days. And I guess the big question is why can't they capture what made those movies great when they did their sensibility today doing yours? Why can't we still get that charm and that greatness and that rewatch factor? I think, you know, this one, again, you this is a turn your brain off. I've, I had a weird experience with this movie. Like, if anybody heard my um, solo skeleton crew bare bones show, you would know that I, I kind of um, was pretty cynical. Probably like the fourth time I watched it that week or whatever. Um, by that time, I was just becoming irritated with certain things. So in preparing for this, I watched... Another review, because I didn't watch any... I noticed I didn't watch anybody's reviews um, except for my friends. I heard, you know, Dave's and whoever else. But nothing else, really. Like, none of the famous people who do, like, videos on YouTube. So I watched this one guy's, and he went really into it. This is, like, an hour-long video review. And he just, like, ripped it apart, basically saying a lot of the things I said on mine. I turned it off, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm just going to say what this movie really is again like I did last time but this time I'll have other people to bounce off of so then by the time two days later when I sat down to watch this I was kind of exhausted thinking that way I was kind of exhausted being like a hater and being like cynical and I just was tired mentally of it so when I sat down I actually just said you know I'm gonna do something different I'm just gonna take notes on what happened and not exactly write down everything they did wrong. Mm -hmm. As I did this, I watched it that way. And I actually turned off everything that you could nitpick. I didn't even care what I thought about Loomis's kill again and and all that stuff. I didn't even care anymore. And it didn't bother me when they approached the the vehicle and saw the, the mental patient drove off and crashed in somewhere else. And, you know, like, we know that's not Michael. So what is the suspense exactly? It's not our suspense. You're just wasting my time. And I, that didn't even bother me. Then in the hospital, chasing the guy later on, 
Like that used to grate on me having to sit through that again. And this time I just took it in and said, let me just see this as they they lived it in the movie and just take it for what it is and stop being so critiquing about everything. And I got to say, I enjoy this like a hundred times more. And I'm wondering, is it us who's making these movies not great? Are they great? And we're just not seeing them the right way because we're so attached to something from the past? I think they are very Uh, good. But the thing is, they're mm -hmm. still different. They're great for different reasons. It's like, bravo to you, Alex, because that is awesome to hear. And that is a similar thing that happened to me the last time I watched Rob Zombie's Halloween. And what I'm going to say is this, and I said this on Exploding Heads when, when we did the retro, but and ever since then I've enjoyed it more and more. And the key to me was I just pretended Halloween 1978 never existed. Right. I turned on the TV and I just I didn't think about a comparison. I didn't think about Michael Myers or anything else in that thing. And I just took the movie for what it was and pretend. And ever since I started doing that and I changed my mentality going into it, that movie has done nothing but go up for me. That's all I had to do. It was just me, just similar to what you did. You just said, I'm just going to sit down and take it for what it is and not right. think about anything but what's presented in front anything. of me. I'm not thinking about the mistakes, nothing. Right. Go with the you flow. Know? Right. I just went with the flow. And man, it was a great watch. I was excited to come on here. I was like, wow, I bet you Dave thinks I'm just going to do what I did on Bare Bones. <laughs> but I did. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was like, Matt's kind of doing it a little bit, but I mean, it's not funny. Like Matt took my place. <laughs> oh, not, not to the extreme. No, I'm but, just kidding. You know, but still, but I hear you. Matt's kind of been a little bit of the voice of dissent, uh, more more so for the three of us. But that's right. You mm-hmm. know, but that's okay. He's not like shitting on it by any means, and no. you weren't either. Mm-hmm. I'll say that you guys both still have a respect for it, and oh, yeah. enough of the franchise that even if you didn't, even if you hated it. You would still have fun with it because right. it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not Resurrection. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're, I can't say a good word about fucking colon resurrectum. Can I? No, anybody? that's not going to change, no. Right. But see, yeah, there you go. I guess I did. I did open the podcast saying, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, you did, right? And I was like, oh, no. I, did, I didn't mean it like that. I was just trying to, uh, uh, to give my point of view on what I felt the first night. But, you know, now I feel completely different about it. But it, that is the, the problem. That I was going into it that night. It's like I had expectations. I'm also used to hearing a million reviews about things. I'm trying not to do that kind of stuff anymore. And so there's, you know, with the internet and and even what we're doing right here, it's just a different expectation. But like you said, Alex, there's only so many riffs. There's only so many. There's only like so many stories you can actually tell. Mm. And it's just how you tell it. So there's only so many tricks in the bag. So. Yeah, we might as well have a good time. With what's left. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) man, right. (laughs) And, and of course, some are going to do it better than others. But, yeah, overall, I mean, we've complimented this movie on a lot of things. The music, the look, the actors, the characters, the the kills, you know. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so it's definitely more positive, but, um, yeah, yeah. How do we... Oh, we started talking about suspense. Yeah, I was like, how do we get on this? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that moment did make me think, shit, I wish there was more suspense in this movie. Um, But again, I was comparing it to 1978, you know? Right. So that's... It's tough to do. How you doing? How's your mom? How's Lori? She's okay? She's okay. She's fine. She's with Lonnie and Cameron. No, but he's coming here. 
She's not supposed to be He's with coming them. here. How do you know that? All right, secure a perimeter. Hospital's on lockdown. Right, listen, folks. Listen, folks, please. The boogeyman is at large. He's got no choice but to emerge. He is an apex predator. When he surfaces, there will be no pause. There will be no empathy. This ends when Michael is dead. Michael Myers will be executed tonight, and it will not go without witness. We need all of you. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. All right, everybody, calm down. The sheriff's department. No, 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 sheriff. We will not calm down. We have watched your department fail, fail tonight. This is Haddonfield. This is our town. He killed my daughter 40 years ago and desecrated her body. Evil dies tonight. God damn it, Bracket. I am the law. Tommy Doyle and whoever he's with, I forget who all he's with, but I guess the mob is starting to grow. They find Lindsay and she's hurt, so they're going to take her back to the hospital. And, at, you know, at this point in the movie, Tommy's already been throughout town just yelling at people in the streets, which, uh, you know, I, I guess that's how you get a mob going. It seemed plausible to me this time, you know, so um, it wasn't just a bunch of rednecks at a bar. Like in part four. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of beer bellies running around town. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no way the phone just keeps ringing. Not no way, not no how. Let's go. And And we've been going back and forth to the hospital and... The hospital's getting collectively worse with all the injured people coming in, and people are panicking because the news, and there's people missing, and the, there's all the police are there. And so I was really buying into it this time that by the time Tommy gets there, he's been fired up for hours at this point. The mob is already like at a fever pitch. It just took somebody to come in and harness all that energy. And that's exactly what he does. He does his evil dies tonight kind of chant. And <laughs> I I think uh, Lori's daughter, at this point, she knows that Michael's still alive. And maybe even Lori does too. I can't recall. But she's convinced that Michael's going to come to the hospital for her. <laughs> I, and I don't really understand why. Um, but she tells Tommy Doyle that. And that gets him. He's like, how do you know that? Yeah, Wait, exactly. Lori yeah, said this? Yeah. yeah. Well, because she thinks he's the boogeyman. Because she believes everything that happened in 78. She believed he was going to escape the night before, the, eventually, and he did. So she still bought, bought into all that shit. And believe me, Loomis didn't make it any easier when he, you know, he agreed. As a matter of fact, it was. So in her mind, this guy's fucking evil. He's got whatever it is, and he's coming for her. Well, no. Sar- Sartain perpetuated it by bringing him to her house which is great which which they they fucking righted the wrongs of 2018 they they said that in this one instead of making it Mm -hmm. because that was the biggest complaint people had well how come they just so happened to and then it's clearly explained when allison says it no it didn't just Mm -hmm. so happen sartine fucking like you said he perpetuated this it was wheels in motion dr satan (laughs) yeah but then yeah but then, uh, yeah, so Lori says that to her daughter, and then she's just also, oddly, I mean, I guess because her husband was murdered and whatnot, you know, just having a bad day. And uh, I got peanut butter on my penis. <laughs> 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 she's, she's convinced that Michael's going to come to the hospital, I guess, as well. Tells Tommy that. And then that's when this... Uh, poor bastard. <laughs> I mean, I feel so bad for this guy. 
who all he does is trying to like figure out life now after he was in a weird bus crash. Like this poor guy is hurt, runs into the fucking hospital and just gets chased by this this mob. I do like the fact though that at least Lori uh, knows it's not him. <laughs> you know, I guess because you know he's he's like what two foot shorter than <laughs> fucking Michael. <laughs> And they are actively trying to stop the mob. But at this point, I mean, there's just no stopping them. Um, well, you know why, right, man? Mm, why? Because Michael is an apex predator. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, he also says, at some point he says, the boogeyman is at large. Like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> well, he He's got that. Paul, Paul Revere, yeah. Well, again, the whole boogeyman thing. He was talking about the boogeyman when he was fucking whatever, six years old in, in seventy eight. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. they got He's that gonna mentality. He's going to get you. He's going to get you. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he eventually, I guess he just jumps right because everyone's chasing him. He jumps off the the building, <laughs> and his his death is like. That's the one. That's the one brutal, brutal death I didn't want to see. Because it's like you know, even the people that didn't deserve to get killed, at least they have the wherewithal to like fight for themselves. And this guy, who knows what affliction he has, but he's in one of the biggest, worst institutions, you know, in the tri-state area. <laughs> and you see his splattered fucking head, and it's just like, good God, this is what you did. You fucking, I put it. I guess primarily on Tommy Doyle. I mean, you know, I mean, who else are you going to blame? If you got to blame someone, shit. I don't know. What did you guys think about seeing his his uh, splatteredness? It was a bit much. It was. I mean, of course, the effects look great, but yeah, it was just like, ugh. Yeah. And you knew it was mm-hmm. going to happen. That's why the whole lead up to you, you knew how it was going to end. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to see this and this poor bastard. And right. I felt bad for him. Yeah. At least they didn't, like, beat him to death. That would have been... So- Imagine if they were still stomping on him after he landed. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Evil dies tonight! Evil dies tonight! <laughs> God. They could have turned it into comedy, actually, if they did that, honestly. Well, yeah. <laughs> In this moment, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, or if, if you think it's foreshadowing, but Lori says, let him take my head as I take his. That's the only way he can die. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, so the big question, obviously, not to jump ahead as if we're done with this, but the next movie, like, how is it going to end? <clears throat> Do you think that she's basically letting us know that they're both going to die? Yeah, there, there, there is something uh, kind of similar to that said in the new trailer. I'm not going to say what it is. Oh my god! But kind of like that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I think that's also could just be, you know, what they are selling us on. They're leading us, so, right? Yeah, yeah it, you know, so who who knows? But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. She's died in other <laughs> movies. I think she died four times in this series, right? <laughs> yeah. <Jesus laughs> and she said, I'm never coming back <laughs> each time. So, yeah, I don't know. Frank. Frank. Remember that night at the bar? You know, I, I never said anything because I couldn't be sure. 
I was so messed up. But you helped me. I always liked you. You're so crazy. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of the stuff with Lori in the hospital, I mean, she's doing a lot of pontificating and talking with uh, that Hawkins guy. And it seemed like at some point they had some kind of romantic thing or like they kissed before or something. Yeah, she sucked his cock, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I'd pay $5 to see that. <clears throat> um <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, to me, you know, again, it's just most of it is kind of dull. I, I wish it was like crammed into one scene or something. You know, I don't know. But um, <laughs> so what's next after this guy dies? Oh, yeah. So the entire time, concurrently, Michael's still just trying to get home, as we realize. That's all he wants to do. It's like fucking, uh, what is it, Halloween Resurrection or whatever. Uh, hopefully there's not a bunch of videographers in his house when he gets there. <laughs> Dude, you're <taming. laughs> Yeah. I mean, shit, if Tyra Banks was there, I'd be happy, but, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he makes it back there, and uh, it's a good little scene with uh, Big John, Little John, and, and their deaths. Um uh, oh, he gouged you know. his fucking eyes out, dude. He fucking <laughs> <That> was cool. <laughs> so brutal, and he stabbed him in the armpit, and it's like, well, I haven't seen that before. <laughs> like, has him? We've seen an eye gouge before, but holy shit, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, that's like straight out of uh, what Halloween Four. He does that um, to somebody, I think. <clears throat> but yeah, I enjoyed it, and the other John says something about you know. Michael, you've come home or whatever, and just Michael gets an off off screen death. But I still I thought that was pretty cool. So it, I mean, it's kind of at this point in the movie where I mean, Michael's already home. They've killed the other guy. I'm starting to like kind of get you know antsy a little bit because um, then I think the next scene is like Bonnie and Clyde and his dad. Uh, get to the house right. and then they just get picked off like kind of one at a time I do like that the boyfriend gets killed because I never liked him in the last movie and I don't like him here I don't know what it is about him uh, it might just be the actor um, it's, it's his skin <laughs> he has yeah. really gross skin yeah and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the granddaughter too I don't I mean, they're kind of sidelined in this entire movie. Yeah. And we get hardly any of them. And so when we do get them, I kind of don't care. Do you know that she has a musical cue? Did you guys pick up on hmm. that? She so, has a theme? Like, like Lori's like theme? Yeah, <laughs> No, I, well, I don't know. So like, Ellie's theme? It's like this, it's a theme like something you would um, play like after, like at the end when Lori says, uh, I'm coming for you, like. Like, whatever. So, the first time, I noticed it because I thought it was kind of humorous. When she walks to the back of the car, it's like a hatchback, and she's picking out her gun. She says something along the lines of, like, I don't know, probably evil dies tonight. I don't know, something like that. And then it goes, dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun. So then, 
all of a sudden, like, they're in the car, and then the, I guess the, the dad is saying, you know, he's going to go in the house, don't you go, whatever. So then Michael's going a beeline right to his house. She goes, then that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever it was, they did it twice. Every time she gets done with these, like, proclamations that we're going to go get him. You know? Huh. Yeah, check that out next time and try to pick up on that. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense she would have her theme because she's, I mean, essentially, like the last movie, she's, I mean, outside of Jamie Lee Curtis, she's the the lead, you know? So, uh, she's like the final girl, at least supposedly, you know? So how'd you guys feel about the young kids in this movie and and their part and everything? Who's, what, it's just a couple, right? Who the hell is Right, it's just the it? two at this point. Yeah. It's the Allison and Cameron, that's it, and... They were barely in it, and even when they were, I was kind of like, eh, I could have d- done without this uh, scene. I mean, I liked seeing the kills and stuff, but... It's so strange, isn't it? Because they can't introduce new kids, because this, this is a, a different thing. It's a slasher, like you said earlier. It's primarily adults and, and stuff, and it's like, well, we're not going to bring... It, I mean, they could have brought in kids instead of little John and Big John, and instead of the couple in the beginning the fake Elrods and all that. They could have done that just to have kids get killed because usually that's what they do. They just have bodies come in and whatever. And would that have been an improvement? I don't know. They could have just had kids at the Myers house. Like instead of little John and Big John, it could have been like their parents were gone and it was like a brother and a sister and their two friends or something. They could have done that. I didn't want kids. And I think because there are no other kids, seeing them back... Seeing Allison trying to have like some kind of heroic moment at the bottom of the stairs where she's saying like, you know, kill me or stab me or something on her knees. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. It it just didn't feel like it didn't do anything for me. I feel like it should have been like a, you know, a charged moment or whatever. But I just didn't really care about her. We didn't spend enough time with the kids, but then again, that's that's kind of what we wanted because it's a different type of movie. So yeah, if we're not introducing new kids, we're going to have different people in these houses and whatnot. Then, yeah, it's almost like they're kind of lost. I mean, they have to be there. They're they're living characters from the last one, and, and the daughter, the granddaughter, I should say, is at least you know supposed to be important to this to the trilogy. So you got to have her. But I hear you because we don't spend enough time. All we do is see her defy her mother. And I get mm-hmm. there's the heart of it. She's like, I'm going to do this. Michael's alive. Grandmother's been saying this all this time. He's going to call me. Stuff. I'm going to go. I don't care what you say. I'm going to go kill Michael. But then because they they spend so much time with the mob and the hospital and everything else, like other people that aren't the two of them, it's almost like they become a little bit inconsequential because we don't spend mm-hmm. time with them, right? Isn't that what it seems? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, hey, whatever. I'm glad to see the guy die, that's for sure. I didn't hate him in this one. Oh, yeah. The last one, but I'm glad. I, I loved the, the way he went out. That was fucking yeah. one of my favorite moments of the film. So, and I can't <laughs> even remember what happened with Lonnie. I thought he died at the end. Uh, I, he got stuffed in the attic. Yeah, he died before, maybe it was off screen, before the kids, or before his son got killed. So. Shit. <clears throat> and who yeah. keeps a fucking jack-o'-lantern in a closet? You notice that? <laughs> he opens a door and a fucking jack-o'-lantern, a carved fucking jack-o'-lantern falls out on him. Jack-o'-lanterns, they're either either, they're either on the porch with a fire in them, or, or when it's over, they're fucking done. They're in the trash or they're at the side. Who keeps, oh, let's put it in I'm a I'm going to save this for next year. Maybe it's a jack-off lantern. <laughs> <laughs> 
nice. Maybe he bought one of your things. He listened to your old show. <laughs> God. Awesome. <laughs> See if you ship one to 45 Lampkin Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Whew. Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of already talked about the rest of the movie with the mob at the end and the daughter getting killed upstairs. Yeah, and also, Dave, I second the the fact that, you know, it's like Michael kills everybody in the mob and then the police show up, but he still just gets upstairs somehow. I don't know. It seemed well strange, but whatever. There is a back door and they talk about it. So that that excuses mm. it for me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because little John and Big John say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... If he did do the back door, he still had to walk up that flight of stairs. But nobody was in the house, though. She was the only one upstairs. Everybody else was downstairs or elsewhere, no? Hmm. Or am I wrong, Alex? I thought they were on the yeah. front stoop or something. But, yeah, I guess they. I guess he could have done it. But I did think it's weird that Karen's, like, walking pe- through a crime scene to go mm-hmm. stare out of the window. Because, like, <laughs> like, Cameron's head is still there in the staircase, right? Like... When you walk past him, like, why are you allowed yeah. to walk through there? You know, it's like, and what's her motivation to go do that? Like, she doesn't know the, you know, right about Michael being there. You know, she I, saw I the know. clown. She saw she saw young Michael in the window. Oh. Remember, she saw the vision. Right. It's it's fucking it's what do you, it, it's basically kicking off the fact that we're going in a supernatural thing here. There's something mm. more. It, they're finally coming with it after. Let's say this is the third movie, if you're including Halloween 78. They're finally acknowledging, okay, we've exhausted everything else. We've done this. We've done sequels. This is this new timeline. Let's just go there. And that, that, I just think that's what they're doing. They're just going to straight up, okay, we're, we're, we're going to go with Michael has a fucking an evil power. He is evil on two legs, although that's bullshit because he didn't kill the baby. But still. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, but Dave said that he wants to see a movie where Michael kills a hundred babies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I'll settle for one in the meantime, but yeah. Is it called the abortion clinic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's fast forward all the uh, surveillance tapes. That's how they have to do it now with all the new rules and shit. Just just call Michael Myers. He's like Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> Except for abortions. <laughs> so um, so wait what do you guys think let's get to this window thing like this mm-hmm. should be talked about i think right so so they're trying to now you know oh we're not gonna do thorn oh we're not gonna do that's his niece and that's his sister we're not doing the stupid stuff no no this one is his window and it's like oh well why <laughs> why, why are we doing that oh well you know the, the very first thing michael did was he you see the pov and he looked up at the window and um, and the light turned mm-hmm. off. I was like, oh, yeah, well, so what? That's his sister's bedroom, and that's where she was having sex. Yeah, right. But then he walked upstairs, and he and he killed her in that room. Okay. Then Brackett and uh, Loomis were talking, and the gutter hit that window. Oh, yeah. Mm. Right. Okay, so, yeah, then uh, then that's it. <laughs> right? I mean, is there is right. there anything else with... Is there, when Michael dies, and you go ahead and laugh at me, my memory is shit. When Michael in part one gets shot and falls out, are they at the <clears throat> Myers house or are they somewhere else? Somewhere else. They're okay, because I was going to say, that could be the same window that fucking Loomis looks out of and <laughs> sees that Michael's gone, but different house. Okay. <laughs> He's possessed by Loomis, yeah. So do you, <laughs> do, you, do you think this is justified? Do you think this is a, a crazy leap? To, like, act like this window means anything? I think they should have just said something about, 
him never wanting to leave the house as opposed to giving him this window to stare out of, you know? And so then it would make him seem like once he escapes, all he wants to do is go home. That's all he's trying to really do. Um, But he gets picked up by Zatarans or whatever and then, you know, just thrown all all around the town and shit. So I think that would have been better. Yeah, I mean, they needed some kind of motivation, so I, I understand why they put it in. <clears throat> the line is good because it reminds me of when what what Loomis says, you know, looking at this night, you know, looking through the wall like he sat there and stared. Oh yeah, I thought that of that yeah. when they said he look just looked out the window. Even mm-hmm. back then, he was looking at this night. I could mm-hmm. see that as being kind of a cool thing, but now they make it too literal and they go there too many times, mm-hmm. and that's you know what I think, and it's a damn shame if this really is the case. I don't think that the guy who wrote this thing, who knew he was making three movies, wrote it through. It's almost like what they did with the uh, with uh, the, the Star Wars, the, the new ones, uh, you know, the, the three of them. How, I'm glad how... you brought it up. I have the whole manifesto about Star Wars guys here. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> no. But you get what I'm saying? It wasn't written from, from point A to point B to point... It wasn't written start to finish. It's almost like they decided, okay... We're going to do this, and we know for a fact in Star Wars that somebody else put their own spin on the second chapter there. So I think that's the problem. I don't think they took the time to sit and write a three-act freaking, you know, masterpiece of three movies. I think they were, they wrote it as they, they went. I could be wrong, but that's kind of the way it's, it seems here, because look at it this way. Like I said, they corrected the mistake of part one by doing this. That That seems to me like... They wanted to do like someone else. Wait, what mistake did they correct? Not the mistake, but what I consider to be a, a fault. They of just made it more clear. Yeah. Michael going, no, Michael knowing where Lori was and just so happening to, to stumble upon her again. And people critique that. So in this movie, they made a point to say, no, 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 no. That was Zatarain's that did it and whatever else. And I whatever. thought we already so, knew that, though. I never knew that. I, everybody I, critiqued it, Alex, and nobody ever once I thought once it was in the movie, but you could that. miss it. Right. Yeah. I thought he was setting up this great reunion. I don't know. How come everybody complained about that and says, oh, we're supposed to just swallow that he just so happened to know where Laurie was again? It's 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 quick dialogue. Oh, so I people... know why. I think we did talk about this because um, he didn't actually get to bring him to the front door. So I think that, don't you remember when... When Allison gets out of the car and runs into the woods, she makes it to Lori's house. And then one could assume Michael just followed her. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and that makes sense. That's fine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just, all I'm saying is, I don't know if the guy wrote all three at once. I think he wrote the <clears> first <throat> one and looked at what happened, and then he wrote the second one. That's what I believe, and I think that's why... They went with this idea for this movie. I could be dead wrong. I don't know. It's 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 actually making it easier for me to digest it with some of the shit that they do in both movies to think that way. Right. But hmm. I don't know. You so what do you do you guys feel that's it or do you think that this all has been written from jump, all three movies? Like they knew that what the beginning, the middle, and what it was gonna be. Um, I think they developed a somewhat of an outline, you know. I don't think they've had full scripts by any means because they probably didn't even you know, it's not like they greenlit all three movies at once. So, but when they wrote the first movie, they probably had an outline for a couple more movies. <clears throat> um, but how fleshed out that was, 
was, you know, who knows. Yeah, but the finer points of something like this with the window, do you think that they wrote about the fucking supernatural thing in the window when they were writing part one and the things that probably happened not. there? It's an no. yeah, it probably wasn't in the broad strokes. Unless, like, there's some big thing at the end with this window. I don't know. <laughs> I always thought Michael Myers was flesh and blood, just like you and me. But a mortal man could not have survived what he's lived through. The more he kills, the more he transcends into something else impossible to defeat. Fear. People are afraid. That is the true curse of Michael. He'll always be here, Wally. Even when we can't see him. You can't defeat it with brute force. If we only knew then what we know now. Well, that's the thing. So let's talk about that. Um, so this, we're recording this on the 5th. The Moon movie comes out, what, in 10 days, 12 days, something like that? Nine, I think, at this point, right? Okay. Um, what are your guys' uh, thoughts about what you want to see, what they'll think they'll do for the next movie? Because, uh, I mean, I have much lower expectations now than I did for when this movie came out. Just because, you know, ending a story, let alone three, you know, a trilogy, is going to probably be difficult to do. Uh, I, I think there's a time jump, you know. It's not the same night, I don't think. I'm not for sure. No, it's four years later. Okay. That's so crazy. I'm worried about how that's going to be handled and just what Michael's, just plainly, his motivation is if he can't be at his house and and whatnot. And so I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to see it, you know, and I'll probably be very open-minded, but... I just, I have no idea where this is going other than, you know, maybe it's a road movie of uh, Laurie <laughs> Strode, like going town to town trying to find him or something. Laurie Road. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I On the road, which road? <laughs> what, what do you guys want to see in this next one? I mean, I don't know. Okay. Here's an idea because mm-hmm. it's four years later. This is a fact that's four years later. Uh, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I hope they go back to basics then. I hope it's four years later, and there and there's talk of fucking you know Lori still she couldn't find Michael, and people have actually chilled out, and then all of a sudden it just becomes babysitter murders again, and fucking do it, and Lori knows the place to go and something else, and then they have this grand finale, but it's it's more it's much more quieter. Where the second one had to be a direct pickup oh, from part one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Now now we can go back to the sleepy town of Haddonfield. Which, although people know that this guy's still out there, so it's going to be discussed and thought of, but how awesome would it be if it went back to like a, you know, like a 78 and like freaking these stalks babysitters again or kids or something. And then the grand finale, I don't know what it's going to be, but at least there's the potential for that if it's four years later because there's no... There's no hunting of him. I mean... Yeah, we can't get a mob story again. That just won't happen. (laughs) No, that would be lame. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's going to be like... 
Halloween 6 where they've canceled Halloween and all this shit because of everything that they have. Oh, shit. That'd be awesome. Maybe. That's a, that's a big possibility, yeah. I mm-hmm. hope they do end that, and I hope it, at the very end it's revealed about the supernatural because of Thorn, and then the fucking credits roll. <laughs> Just to troll everybody. Fuck you. Oh, God. Come on, how you really think? It, we've already made him supernatural now. All right, let's face the facts. Why not have it like a regular movie, but then at the end something happens and there's a rip in his fucking shirt and you see a thorn symbol on his fucking arm as he dies uh, in the credits roll. Okay. In, in in this timeline, we don't know what happened to Doctor Loomis, right? Nobody ever said he passed away or anything, right? <laughs> oh, shit. right. So what if all of this is like a dream, a ruse, a ruse <laughs> of Doctor Loomis and Michael, and they're just playing this cat and mouse game, and like the town of Haddonfield is just all their puppets in their wake, and we bring Loomis back, and he's like a main character for the next one, right? And then when <laughs> Loomis comes out, they go master. Master, master of puppets, yeah. pulling your string. Yeah, it was him all along. Yeah, <laughs> he's the man in black, guys. Yeah, it makes sense. He'd be like ninety-four years old. So I guess it's, <laughs> it's humanly possible. People do live to be that age. I wonder if he'd be skinnier than Bracket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did get fat too as he got older, right? And then, and then, uh, what do he look like in part six? Was he skinnier or fatter than part one? <laughs> I think he was fatter. Yeah. Oh, we're not going to see Fat Bracket anymore. That's right. Uh, oh, did he pass away? No, he got killed in this movie. Oh, he died at the end of the movie. That's right. Yeah. No, who's left to kill? Marion's dead. Is everybody dead? Lindsay. Lindsay. Okay. Allison. Lindsay's disposable. We could kill Lindsay. Uh, we don't know what, about the females and what they're going to do there, but I, I would have to venture a guess that Lindsay absolutely has to go. Maybe Lindsay. You know, it comes full circle. She was being babysat in the first one, and now... She babysits. Yeah, maybe not a babysitter because she's a little Mm. too old for that, but maybe she's going to be like, you know, maybe it's going to be her her daughter or something, or I don't know, some shit, her niece. Honey, I've been through this. All you have to do is run downstairs and down to the McKenzie house. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. They got to kill her. Honestly, they have to kill her because... Why not? Tommy died. Marion died. Fucking Fat Bracket's dead. Everybody, I mean, what? who the fuck is Lindsay to survive? They mm. gotta kill her. You know? Well, speaking to that, do you think Laurie Strode is gonna die? And then the last woman standing will be Allison. Yeah, what a bummer that would be, huh? I think that's been I the don't... plan from Jump. That's the one thing I think they've always had planned. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree, but what a waste. You think it's a waste? Hmm. Why? Because you don't like Allison or because you don't want to see Lori die? She has no charisma. She's just not a final girl. I don't know. She, like, I, is, am I just being a jerk to, like, the newer people? Because I, I feel like I do like no. some of the new no, you're stuff, not. right? She doesn't have much charisma. I'm with you there. No, I. No. You're right. Yeah, her likability rating just isn't very high. That's uh, why I don't like her in this movie. Yeah. Right. Like, nothing about her. Like, she just she doesn't exude that kind of thing. Um, that gets me into her. She's not even like you can go to any angle. She's not attractive enough. Like even Ginny, I was like we all talked. We're not none of us are sexually attracted to Ginny, but there's something that she possesses that makes her like primo final girl. Like there's just some people have a quality about them, and this girl just doesn't have it. Yeah, the it factor. She doesn't have the it factor. No, right, and I'm surprised she was cast. Really weird. I hear hmm. you. I well, yeah. What can what 
you're right. What can they do? I mean, she could still be the final girl, but maybe in in a situation where it's her again. I don't want them to do like part one where all three women are fucking chasing Michael at the same time, three generations of them. Because that's that's right. lame. You don't want to see that same thing again. So I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. What if they kill Laurie Strode in like like psycho style or something? Thirty minutes in. In the shower. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd be cool too, right? As a, as a nod to fucking Psycho with her mother, and she, wow, she dies early in the movie. I mean, that's possible. Why not? They did it to Rachel in, in part five. Yeah, we all love that. <laughs> <laughs> they could do it again here. They do it to fucking Lori, and they did it to Lori in in Resurrectum. Hmm. What if they bring back characters from four, five, six, seven, eight, like some multiverse thing? <laughs> Yeah, Michelle Williams is going to come back in. Imagine that. <laughs> Nowadays. That'd be funny. Oh, is there yeah. anybody... You know who should come at the very end is... Uh, they should get the guys from two, like Lance Guest and freaking the other guy. You know what I mean? The guy, the guy that... Those two guys from Haddonfield Memorial, Jimmy and fucking... And Bud. That'd be awesome. Bud, Bud's dead. Jimmy's alive. Yeah. It's a different universe, though. Yeah, see? I'm, even it confuses us. Yeah, this is... Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. they're gonna do, man. But I, I that that is a good point, though, Alex. She does not exude a final girl. I don't know if they could make her a final girl. Unless, what if they make her completely unhinged, like Lori was in part two of Rob Zombie's thing, and she's all "fuck you" and she lost her mind and shit. I mean, that would make sense, I guess, but I don't know. If that, she has it in her, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to trust trust her with that. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll find out soon enough, I guess. You've seen the trailer. You have somewhat of an idea. I have nothing, and I'm happy about uh, it. But yeah. it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going to go. I'm really excited about it. I really am. Because I think the first one was what it was. I thought the second one was better than the first one. And I'm hoping that the, the, the third one is as good as the second, but has just, you know, ends in a grandiose manner. That's what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I hope so, too. Okay, well, I'm well, just thinking about the awards uh for me the the best kill has got to be uh big john or little john with the eye gouge i forget which one is which but um that was my favorite that's your banana split banana split that's what we call it i'm so out of touch hmm (laughs) oh no alex we lost alex i think hello Oh, there you are. <laughs> oh, wow, that was weird. <laughs> you were saying stuff, and I was answering your questions, and it's like no one heard me. What? No, yeah, so, we couldn't hear you. So what were you saying, Alex? It's got to be real poignant if we missed it. I <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Let's hear this gold. <laughs> it's always the most important shit. It gets drowned out. I think one of the guys I recommended coming back were Atkins. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I guess oh. technically you could. Yeah. Tie it in. Right. And I was going to say that when I met um, Nurse Marion and uh, Brackett in 2018, I said to the nurse first, I go, hey, now that it's like a new universe, you could be in this again. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I would. I mean, I don't care. And I was like, yeah, you should you should call somebody or something. And then she was in the next one. And I said the same <laughs> thing to Brackett. I go, hey, you uh, you could be in this movie, you know. I was like, they're bringing everybody back, I think. And I, I don't even know why I said that, because I don't even know who they really brought back in the first one. Yeah, and they, they both... They were playing it cool, yeah. Yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, there might be something to think about. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they like, already <laughs> read the script. 
<laughs> Dude, holy fuck, Halloween 3. Now that it's supernatural, maybe the mask is supernatural. Maybe he has a fucking silver shamrock mask. And that's <laughs> it, it powers him up, but it's death for everybody else. And they're going to tie it in. I've never seen Dave troll a review like this in his whole life. <laughs> I'm hoping this stuff is true, though. I'm not even trolling it. I want it to happen. Can I have an imagination? Uh, it'd be great if it happened. <laughs> Can't I have an imagination? Yeah, sure. Let's go with Thorn Don't and you Silver fucking Shamrock. wet blanket me, dude. Don't you wet blanket me. I'm telling you, cause Lord, because what's-her-name said that it was going to piss a lot of people off. That's what fucking... Oh. She said last year that, 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 that Halloween ends, the movie, and the way it wraps up, that is what Jamie Lee Curtis said. It's going to piss a lot of people off. And hmm. hearing that made me think of all these possible scenarios. Hmm. Well, then I think that I think that means she is going to die early in the movie. Then I'll go with that. I think that's Ooh. what's going to happen. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. think that about. She, yeah, she's probably being egotistical talking about her character. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine? She's like, well, I know everybody wants to see me, so. I'm going to die really early, so you're all going to be totally disappointed. I've been in like 10 of these, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? Oh, Banana Split. Um, What is that? The Kill, right? Or, or the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Peel is the hot check, right? Yeah. Um, Split? Mine is a tie between, um, but actually the same couple, the 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 black uh, couple. Like, the that knife in his face mm-hmm. with the eye sticking mm. directly above the knife... I, I had a huge reaction in the theater, and then it was just the icing on the cake when the door hit the gun and she shot her face. <laughs> so funny. Wow. That is what I live for. So th- I'm going with a combo platter on this one. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, there were a lot of great gory kills, and I love them all. But the, the kill that I popped the most for when it happened because I called it, because I wanted it to happen at the time, was of the freaking of the boyfriend when he goes up and down <laughs> in those stairs and then his head's like there and he's laying down and Michael takes walks like three or four steps and I remember <laughs> saying it right right on the couch next to my wife I said go back and finish him finish him I said and sure enough he turns around and he fucking finishes him I'm like nice that's what I want to see so just because of that man I was that that's got to be my banana split yeah finish him. <laughs> It's fucking right. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right. Finish him. <laughs> Michael wins. Right. <laughs> God. Sorry, you can. Oh, no, that was the other one. That was, that was Street Fighter. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were doing fucking Buster Rhymes for a second there. <laughs> oh, Michael Mann. Oh, he brought it back. Oh, my there God. It is. There it is. <laughs> I thought that was. What are you smoking or something? <laughs> Your shit ain't working right. Wouldn't be a BL retro. Skedaddle! <laughs> he says skedaddle. fucking skedaddle. Can you, but what grown man fucking says that to another grown man? <laughs> Come on, get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my God. All right, Danger. so, uh, Banana, you'd like to peel. Um, Not much to choose from here. This one's kind of tough, yeah. I mean, I guess I'd have to go with Lindsay, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be her. I mean, unless you want the young stuff. <laughs> no. Then, then you go with Allison. <laughs> hey, asshole, my daddy's the fucking sheriff. You go crawl back under your fucking rock, it's, all right? It's got to be either her or the, uh, the the doctor who shoots herself. That's mine. Well, that's Dave's, yeah. Well, of course that's Dave's, yeah. Dude, her, yeah, I'm telling you, though, her body and that outfit, when she's walking down the street, and, and oh, you can see good. her full, dude, her legs, everything, she's freaking, mm-hmm. she's pretty solid, man. So, yeah, yeah, she looks good. 
And she gives her husband so much fucking attitude. Yeah. <laughs> who, who do you think gets ass fucked in that relationship? <laughs> <laughs> He's always losing his damn stethoscope. Damn, I lost my stethoscope. <laughs> Where's my stethoscope? Let me go back inside and just leave you out here even though there's killers running around. He does have kind of a weird lisp. I mean, it's very small, but it's there. It's kind of Stethoscope. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> suck a tat. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, nice. Uh, that's it, right? No other. Re- oh, rating, rating. Uh, I'll go first. Um, yeah, uh, I really enjoy this, especially upon knowing what it is and watching it multiple times. Uh, I think I've highlighted pretty much everything I really enjoyed about it. I do kind of think it's better than 2018, but only slightly. And I don't know what uh, I rated that. Unfortunately, um, but you know, so I mean, I guess I'd give it a four out of five. <clears throat> nice. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Right. Me too. I also give it a four out of five, and I definitely, definitely prefer it to the first one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I, I quite enjoy it. So, four to five. I can't believe I just realized something, guys. All those years, all those creative things we came up with with banana and awards and this and that. There was one staring us right in the face. It's so obvious, and we never brought it for anything. Hmm. Fucking top banana. <laughs> yeah. Right? How was there never top a banana. top banana anything? All the shows we did, all the all the <laughs> things we came up with, just occurred to me the other day. I was like, someone said something about top banana. I was like, what the fuck? How, how do we nap on that? <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Well, maybe after we review Halloween Ends, we can rank them all and give our top banana. Wow. See, me and Matt still think the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the top banana for the whole franchise, the the banana split, the banana fucking... That's not a bad idea. what you mean? Yeah. Oh, that's our top banana. Okay, let's do it. Okay, cool. So, Alex, what about you? I rate this a four out of five. I really like it think it's leagues better than 2018 now i wonder with that because like did i get cynical after too many watches of that um if i shut my brain off again would i enjoy it i I don't think it has the same aesthetics to me uh it had moments of course the walkthrough and all that but most of it didn't have the things that this movie has that would uh make me enjoy it this one uh i really just got into in a different way Mm -hmm. um especially when um like I said, that combo kill in the car when when he kills uh, Dick Screaming and his wife. <laughs> 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 Sorry, awesome. I had to put that in there again. Uh, awesome. <laughs> so uh, no, but but yeah, no, it, it's better than 2018, and I have. Uh, I said I had low hopes for the last one because I felt that if they couldn't do it right in two tries, there's no way in hell they're going to nail the third one. But again keep your brain turned off and just uh and and you'll see it's it's very enjoyable so i have high hopes again yeah awesome yeah cool um well this has been great um hope uh all you lasers out there are enjoying us three back together i know we all are if i can speak for these two gentlemen um yeah you guys got any final thoughts or anything or i'll say this I will say something about the movie that I liked that I, I never mentioned before. It, I there was a couple moments in this movie that I thought were be- better than than the 2018. Just small things that they added here, like there was a couple speeches that worked, and one of them was talking about how 
um, maybe he was looking in. They were talking about Michael. It was kind of like a Loomis speech. It was little moments like that. And then there was the one thing where they said after the father died, there was a, a conversation between, um, you know, granddaughter and, and her mother. And they say something. They said, he'll always be with us even if we can't see him. And they're talking about the death of their father. And then at the end of the movie, they're having a similar conversation, and they say the same thing, and this time they're talking about Michael. And I just thought it was smart. They said, he'll always be with us. And they're talk- but they're talking negatively about Michael. You know what I mean? He's still out there. He's always going to be with us. Mm-hmm. And So there was just a couple... You know, smart little things that they were saying in this movie that I think, and there was a discussion about reflection and stuff, and there was a couple shots showing reflection at that time, and I just think that there was a little more, I don't know, there was a little something extra in this movie, on top of writing some of the the wrongs, there was less comedy in this one than there was in the first one, and granted, yes, some of the dialogue was a little bit soulless, I guess, and not what it could have been. But I do think this is an improvement for just for reasons like that. So, just wanted to put that out there. But you still do rank the producer's cut of six higher than this, though, right? Just to be clear. <laughs> no, but I still do. I, can, I I'm looking forward to watching the producer's. Oh, cut me six too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to put it in. I, I I'm t- I've really grown to to quite enjoy it. I, I, it's my favorite of anything. Like. Four, five, and six—all that, that's my favorite thing that to watch is, is the producers cut of six now. Yeah, and how about that? We probably said it in 2018, but you guys laughed at me when I said they should bring Laurie back to Haddonfield. And oh, know. I already gave you credit for that in our in our okay. review right before this. I I, I kind of figure, but it, it's been so long. Yeah, I mm-hmm. said I said, can you believe after all the shit I talked that Dave was right and I was completely wrong? <laughs> I said I have no idea what people want. I guess. Well. I don't know if it worked. It got a lot of complaints. People shit all over these fucking movies. Like like four, five, and six are fucking the, the golden road. But Ugh. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Well, I would just like to say that I am honored to be a part of this uh, this great tradition of banana laser and the retro that stuck out to me right away. And uh, when you guys hit your stride, and it's still listenable today. I heard part one and two today, and I'm releasing these. Uh, uh, rather quick it depends on me and matt are going to talk about how we're going to release this now that these are so kind of long we might even make it separate episodes i don't know if he wants to do a two for one deal again or whatever or maybe save that for the banana laser feed i'm not sure but like just to be part of this that really was such a special and great moment and i wasn't uh truth be told i wasn't thrilled about my contribution in rob zombies two uh movies when i joined i felt like i kind of like tainted as great as it was going at to that point and i feel like god i kind of like dropped the ball there but i feel like um i had a lot to say about 2018 and i i definitely um try to hone in on and keeping this the same sound as what you guys did before i got here and dialed it back for this one so i feel like now it's back in in the groove it should be in and it's just great to be a part of something that is this uh monumental to the hard work and years that you guys put in all that time and and the the whole the way it all was how much we all loved each other the community we had the times we had how we were killing it with the ratings i guess the downloads whatever it was just like a really special moment and it's great to kind of like put a bookend on it together nice yeah. well wow. said yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah i'm thrilled to be here that we can still do this and we sit right down and 
it was like, you know, it was like we did it yesterday. Hmm. Like, oh, seriously. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like Matt fucking just was, I'm telling you, he fell right into hosting like, Boom. I, I couldn't do... I've been hosting Exploding Heads for, for five years. I could never guide a show the way he just did. So there you go. Props to you and props to Alex as always because mm. any compliments coming from you, uh, when especially when it comes to podcasts, are uh, not to be taken lightly. So mm. that's oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm just glad that we're... that we have this time and that people listening enjoy it. You know, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say, yeah, thank you to you guys, and thank you to all the lasers out there. Um, like Alex said, you know, part of our little community, and this is uh, uh, another aspect of it. Thanks for listening. Happy Halloween, and uh, I'll end by saying that we're all going to take Huckleberry and say night-night. <laughs> I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left, no reason no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of, of good or evil, right or wrong. With this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Thank you for listening to the Banana Laser Podcast. Please be sure to check out Horophilia.com for a full archive of all of our previous episodes, as well as other great podcasts like The Skeleton Crew, My Bloody Podcast, and many more. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Banana Laser Show. Also, join our Facebook group page at facebook.com slash groups slash Banana Laser. That's where the real lasers come out. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, where we post trailers, movies, and more. Interact with us. Please send us a voicemail at 314-720-8842. Or send us an email at bananalazer at gmail.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Again, thanks for listening, and keep on bananaing. Happy Halloween, everybody! Banana laser wins every time.